2: Welcome to an all-new episode of Much To Do About Nothing, the show where me and Joelle talk pretty much about everything and nothing. Um, <laughs> I'm really excited for this episode. Uh, Joelle, what's going on, man?
3: Um, I'm okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I'm really excited because this is the first time in a while of doing this show. The Knicks won right before we did our show. Yeah, three in a row. Right? Look at that. Um, I mean, I know we said this last time, but they have three games coming up that are extremely winnable.
4: Yeah.
2: Um, so it's like, just win them. Um, very quickly, overall thoughts, we did what Brooklyn couldn't. We actually beat the Lakers. Um, just on it out there. Um, sure. No, really good defensive game. Um, I, I tell you this every week. The only issue I will ever have about the Knicks this season is that Every game you watch, it reminds you they do not have the true definition of a point guard. Me and you talked about it in their – oh, no, you were watching WrestleMania last night, and I was texting you saying how um, RJ was wide open, like jumping, waving his hands, and Randall just would not look up. (laughs) And I'm I'm like, okay, Randall's not a point guard. I get it. And then Peyton gets it, and he refuses to look up. And I'm like, okay. It's not just a Randall thing. It's it's a everybody. No one wants to look up unless Rose sees Toppin. I swear nobody looks up to try to give it to somebody wide open. But they gave a bit of a scare in this game, uh, but they pulled it out with their defense. Randall was not going to lose to the Lakers, especially without their star players. Uh, right. So he came out. He shined. He even got a little bit of love from, um uh, what's his name? Our GM. Uh,
3: yeah, uh,
2: Perry. Yeah, he got some love from Perry. Uh, as the game was closing out, um, so that was really good. But uh, apparently, we're fourteen and zero now, fifteen and zero when we are leading in the first three quarters. Nice. So that's oh, yeah, but it also lets you know that if we're if we're twenty eight and twenty seven.
4: <laughs> it's yeah.
2: not much else we were we were leading in the first three quarters yeah um, but me and you we always get on them when they screw up so this is very much us congratulating them for for handling business but your thoughts
3: no it was a great win uh it was a good really good win because they uh, like they just literally came off a win uh beating the nets you know the lakers um and they've been somewhat formidable without lebron and, and ad so it wasn't like a cakewalk, uh, not that we should be saying any team to the cakewalk, considering we just we were coming off of like losing five of six. Um, <laughs> and a lot of those games were close, but still um, we, we, we're not in the business of underestimating people. So uh, but we are considered the best defensive team in the league. And it's we've I think we've proven it the last three games, especially. Um, and yeah, man, Julie's had a great game today um we i think the best part about today was like they hustled hard hard and like you couldn't say that during that losing spell uh and that bothered the shit out of me because like i always tell you like getting out rebound is a hustle stat and they made their hustle sit the fuck down montreal got benched (laughs) that's hustle he got uh they put fucking Marcus all that no choice. <laughs> 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 but, yeah, we like made them look small, and that's rare because we, we play so – sometimes we play so passive uh, in terms of, like, rebounding, especially offensive rebound. And that's why I, I, I really credit that for the, the reason we lost a lot of those games. Second-chance opportunities cost us a lot of those games. Uh, and I think we came back, especially this game, uh, strong uh, on that side of the ball.
4: Yeah,
2: I, I always say the biggest thing I see in these Nick losses are, <clears throat> and, and again, it's it's all about tempo. I always say this. Uh, the year Mello had Jason Kidd, Jason Kidd isn't a guy at that point that was gonna give you 20 and 10. The importance of Jason Kidd in that season, I'm sorry, was his ability to control the tempo. And what I mean by that is Mello had this this <laughs> this weird thing about we're up by five or or, or eight, right? And it's five seconds into the shot clock. I'm going to shoot this three. Jason Kidd was very instrumental in making sure shit like that stopped. Like, dude, (laughs) we're up, relax, slow the tempo, drain some clock, let's get a good basket. And that's what the Knicks do a lot in in games where they're up. It's just like, sure, if you're open, I get it clearly, right? But it's like, sometimes they're just jacking up threes because a guy might feel hot and it's like, you're up though. <laughs> like like yeah. that's not what you do when you're up. When you're up, you drain some clock and you get good uh good looks. And if you miss it, you miss it. You know, I'm I'm never gonna uh, complain about that, but to just throw up threes early in a shot clock when you're up, ah, oh, mm-hmm. it's, it's one of the most infuriating things because it's like that's control of the game, that's tempo, and it's like that's the, the biggest thing about basketball and Joel you know that you play basketball is momentum momentum Mm -hmm. is in in any sport maybe soccer but really in any sport basketball it's the biggest because it's it's the one thing that could just swing so quickly Mm -hmm. like football if you're down like five touchdowns like momentum's doing nothing to hurry up and get those touchdowns back but in basketball that momentum means everything so it's like jacking up threes when you don't need to it's like that's how the other team starts to get momentum back. They get in it. They cut it. Now it's, you know, it's it's instead of down 15, it's down eight. You know what I'm saying? And it's like mm-hmm. that was a struggle in the Grizzlies game that, that they were able to pull out. Shout out to young RJ. Um, and, you know, it was the idea of they were up and then they just weren't making smart decisions. And it was just like it, it was chipping away, chipping and chipping. And then boom! Before you know, it, we're in overtime, and it's like, God damn, Nick! Like, why? How did we get here? Right. Um, but again, to me, that's very fixable. It, it's it's why it, it's why I'm not like screaming or or getting super angry. Point guard, that's it. You know, it lets you know why it's very important we get someone like Lonzo um, in the offseason, someone to control the tempo. Um, but again, shout out to Alfred Payton. I think he had like 15, 16 points tonight.
3: We think he did. Something like he's that.
2: Gotta, yeah, we got to give him credit because that's such a rarity. <laughs> so. Um, good the last- Say it again.
3: At least I said he's been good the last couple of games. At least offensively, he's been making shots. He has 20 points today. That's
2: crazy. Oh, even better. Yeah, no, I look. I, I always say this: if if I'm man enough to kick him while he's down, I gotta be man enough to, to prop him up when he does good. So he, he's been he's been playing pretty good offensively. My biggest mm-hmm. issue with Alfred Payton is excuse me, especially that Brooklyn game, you don't tell you don't wave off a double team and then get cooked. You just don't do that. <laughs> like you can't do that if you're Alfred Payton. A- already mm-hmm. in a guy, Joel, who I don't think is even our fourth best defensive player on no. our team. So to tell someone, no, 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 I got their best offensive player. I, no, <laughs> not at all. Not at all. It, it, it reminds me of that game where, um, I think it was opening night. Uh, it would have been a huge win for us. And Tim Hardaway is waving everybody off because he wants to guard Karis Levert himself and then mm. gets hooked. And it's like, this is why you don't, you don't do that you know you allow the double team and you let someone else beat you um but yeah he's been playing well i just wish he could get a lot better defensively just shuffling the feet just kind of staying on the ground he's really good with steals he's crafty as hell with that but um yeah this is a good win a win that we needed we play again wednesday pelicans friday Mavericks, and then sunday pelicans again um so I mean that's going to be a tough game for Julius. I mean fucking Zion just dropped thirty eight the other night.
3: That uh, motherfucking shit all the time now, like consistent thirty Yeah, 37.
2: yeah. And, and you know you know it's crazy. I remember saying like, I think Zion might be like a tad overrated. Um, and then all out of nowhere it was just like he dropped thirty again and mm-hmm. again, again and but again and it's like
3: whoa in the paint like all of it's in yeah.
2: Yeah, it's crazy. It's like I think Zion might be our modern day Charles Barkley. I don't think Charles Barkley was was shooting threes and, and mid-range all that much. He was more was, of a guy. dude. but it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't like his a thing. <laughs> but, I mean, it, it's I, I love it, man. And, and and honestly, um, you know, since Pelicans aren't our enemy or anything, it's just good to see that he's playing well. Um, you know, cause you kind of look at it and you kinda go. Like, it, it, as, as a Nick fan, it kind of makes you feel good. Like, you go, man, RJ's really coming into his own. And then it's the idea of, like, man, Zion's pretty bad. Um, you know, good thing we got RJ. And,
4: right.
2: you know, I look at it and I'm like, you know, to me, it's one of those things where it's like, I know a lot of the times it's like, Nick fans will look at uh, Zion dropping 38 and it's like, damn, Wish we would have had that. But I'm like, RJ, he's getting there, guys. Like, we're quickly getting there. Um, So, I mean, tonight was just one of those things where it's just like the Knicks did their job. Randall did his job. And that was the biggest thing I was looking out for was the idea of Julius Randall, you got to get the job done. You cannot let us be out here losing to Drummond, Kyle Airball Kuzma. Um, you know, Schroeder, like you gotta get this done. And I was very excited that Julius Randle was out, was able, sorry, to come out here and get the job done for us. I think he had 38 points. Let me double check. I think he had 38 points and 10 rebounds and I think like six assists. So Julius Randle had a pretty, pretty, pretty good game tonight. Let me see. Let me look up the Knicks right now, see what he had um let me see yes he had oh wait I was in the wrong thing damn uh yeah 34 10 and 4 that's a good night that's a solid night really solid especially because RJ literally did nothing tonight but play really good defense um damn even quickly gave nothing tonight geez but Rose showed up Peyton with 20 it was a solid game from from a lot of these guys tonight. But I look at this and I just go, damn, man, <laughs> 96 to 111. This was this is too close. Way, 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 way too close. We, we shot poorly from the three. We did really good on on free throws. Excuse me. We rebounded well. We got out assisted. We had some good blocks. We got more steals. They had more turnovers. We dominated in the paint, and our fouls were pretty much um, dead even. So all-around good game. I like it. The Knicks were able to get the job done. That's what we needed. Um, I'm just really glad that uh, the Knicks handled business. But um, definitely something I want to go into is – this upcoming schedule, we got Pelicans, like I said, Wednesday and Sunday, and then the Mavericks on Friday. You kind of look at our last game against the Mavericks. We got some, we got some giving back to to get to them. Um, we got some revenge on the horizon. We need that. Um, but I will say, t- Tibbs is going to have to play Frank when we play Dallas. There is just nobody that we have on this roster that can keep up with Luca. Um, and the last time we were able to beat Dallas was Frank Garden and Luca. Um, so to me, we need that. We, we really do. Uh, it's a win we desperately need uh, for twofolds. One, to make sure Dallas gets, gets a loss in their column. That helps us. And for the other one is we cannot afford to be dropping games with about 18 to 20. No, I think it's 18, 18 games left in the season. We got to do everything we can, man, to keep this this train going. I mean, I'm looking here and I'm like, as good as the Knicks have been playing, looking in the standings and it's just like 28 and 27. We're not that far from from taking over that hawk spot at 29 and 25 in the fourth seat. Um, right now, I would not want to have to face the Sixers in the first round uh, if we win the, the playing thing um but Joel, i was saying how i looked at our stats for tonight's game rj struggled i mean struggled Mm -hmm. uh tonight only had seven points three rebounds three assists uh quickly struggled only had seven points uh it was a very efficient game you know we out rebounded uh i know how much you love to hear that
4: Mm -hmm. um
2: so it was just one of those things to where it's just like you know I'm glad we handled business and I was going into before we got out uh, got out of this topic. Um, I think Tibbs has to Friday when we play. Dallas, he has to put Frank in. The last time we were able to do anything to even somewhat neutralize Luca was when Frank played him. Remember when he got that steal to to, to seal the game? Yeah. I just last time we played Dallas, it's just like there's no one on that roster or well, in that starting lineup that you look at that you can go can even remotely do anything
4: with Luka.
3: No, I mean, I missed that game really. Uh, luckily, because well, not a good one. I mean, it was a loss, but it was a wasn't a good loss, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, it was, it was. Fairly close throughout the game, but the like last couple minutes they pulled away. It was pretty annoying at that point, but but yes, um, definitely playing Dallas is a bitch because you know it's one of those we need that we need to like beat Dallas just because personal reasons, yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, it's one of those things. The vendetta game, New Orleans. Um, we'll see. We have them twice, so even if we split. I'll take it, you know, it's just a matter of, you know, stopping Zion at this point. Brandon Ingram and Alonzo. I mean, this is, they have a decent squad, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, but they can not be beat. It's not like they're world beaters or anything, you know, so. so and we can probably get, get past it.
2: The biggest thing, Joe, on that Pelicans game is going to be your favorite stat, hustle. Hustle <laughs> and rebounding. Um, because <clears throat> uh, we talked about it before, Zion getting all these 30-burgers. Well, the yeah. biggest thing is he's also getting eight to ten rebounds with these 30-burgers, so it's yeah, like yeah. he's
4: rebounding
3: yeah. really well. They're going to have to box him out and, like, gang box out like they did today Yep, against the Lakers. You know, Drummond, we kept him down, you know. We didn't let him dominate us. Like, he's done in the past. <laughs> you know what I mean?
2: Yep. I mean, like don't he did imagine. earlier this season.
3: <laughs> right. Exactly. I mean, he still got 10 rebounds, but like no po- like, three points, there you go.
4: <laughs>
2: right. um, no. And I'll say this, knowing that he gets all of, if not majority of his points in the paint, it's going to be very big for, for Nerlandz and Taj. Um, because, you know, you don't put that pressure on your star. Like Julius Randle, players today aren't like how they used to be to where it's like I can drop 50 and guard your best player all night like that's there's there's like maybe a few in the NBA today so it's like I'm not expecting Julius Randle to be one-on-one with Zion all night so that means the pressure's on New Orleans. you got it you got to you got to guard two people at all times you got to guard the paint and you got to guard Adams you know or well, whoever their five is this might be
3: something interesting the fact that one through eight now in the East is all over 500. Oh, it's like the first time in how long? Was so that the yeah. thing?
2: Yeah. And the craziest thing, Joel, is when you look at it, even though obviously one, two, and three look like they're untouchable, right? Like they're not going to, they're, they're, they're going to switch between the three of them. Different but, when you, tier. <laughs> right. but when you look closer at their number, if it wasn't for the fact that we only had like 18 games left, a quick five-game losing streak could easily change a lot between one all the way to eight. I'm not saying eight can shoot up to one, but I'm saying it's not like five, six, seven, and eight are like 16 and something. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're in the 20s. They're in, like, the high 20s. Um,
3: nine, and half, nine and a half games back or first. Right. That's not a
2: lot. No, not at all. So I'm like, you look at this, and it's like, it, this is probably – And I don't remember it, so I won't speak much on it, but I would say this is probably the weirdest season since um, the Knicks went to the the finals in in 2000, where there was like a shortened season or something like that.
3: 99-2000.
2: 99-2000, right. So uh, they played the Spurs, that's right. Um, Yeah. I'd say this is the weirdest season because you look at the Knicks and you go, if this were a regular season, this is a horrible record to have. At this at this mark. Right. Like at this point, if this is your record, it's like you're probably not making the playoffs. You're looking you're on to the draft. But because this season has played out the way that it has, you look at this record and you kind of go, well, Boston is right here. Miami is right here. Pacers are right here. So like if you if you speak that poorly on the Knicks, what do you say about these teams? Like Boston has Tatum, Kimba, Jalen Brown. They shouldn't they should their record shouldn't be like that. Miami right. has all the pieces they have. Their record shouldn't be like that. You know, so I'm like, this is a different season and you kind of have to equate it. It's why I said Tibb should be the coach of the year. Because to me, what you have to take into account is working in the the kind of in environment that we are, and the idea of, you know, had no fans for a while, you know, COVID, you know, COVID stopping games, couldn't travel, whatnot. The Knicks. I think have exceeded expectations Um, because a lot of people would say where golden state is right now is where they would have expected the Knicks to be all season. And they were. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah.
3: Like golden state's uh, better than they were last year. I mean,
2: no, for uh, for sure. I'm just saying, um record-wise not not talent or anything like that um where they're at you would say if clay was healthy they wouldn't be there they wouldn't be in that spot
3: no they'd definitely be top eight i mean they're all they're 10th right now
2: right i'm not saying like they're the worst team ever but i'm saying a lot of people would would say the knicks would be like 10th 11th all year like that's where they would have put them and, and and i know realistically that either um, Doc Rivers or Snyder is, is, is going to get coach of the year. I, I get it. I, I do. I'm just mm-hmm. saying that when it comes out the short list for the coaches of the year, like like the top three candidates, I, I think Tibbs should be on that list.
3: I hear she most definitely should, and, and Julius should be on the most
4: improved list.
2: Yeah, and I would say if – because. The, it, it's already a struggle for him to get respect, but because RJ has not played like he is now all year, he won't. Mm-hmm. Like I see a lot of people saying, like, "Oh, we have two most improved players," and I'm like, they're not going to give it to RJ because he's been doing this in the second half of the season. He hasn't been doing this all season. Randall's been <laughs> averaging this all season. Yeah. So I mean, Randall is he's more. Had,
3: what five triple doubles this year? I mean, yeah. RJ's been yes. balling. Don't get me wrong, but like, if I'm he was averaging sure. like twenty and stuff like that, maybe, maybe. <laughs> but he's and he's almost there.
2: But but, I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you. I think RJ is maybe two, maybe three years away from uh perennial All Star in the East.
3: Yeah, he's he's gonna be really. I mean, so far he's shown been he's, he's gonna be really good. Obviously, he struggled today, but you know,
2: he was on a tear for a while there, so.
4: God yes, forbid
2: he has yes, for so, a bad game you know? I will not hold that against him Especially because we won Right <laughs> so It's like exactly. you playing bad Wasn't a detriment to us winning Or losing this game Um, So to <laughs> me I always say Joel To me I will never Fault a player who's cold But I will fault right. a player who's co- Excuse me who's cold And is also not giving anything Else to the game so, like, right. all right, you can't make a shot? Great. Play great defense. I better, be healing, I better be hearing you're in the passing lanes, getting steals, getting blocks, playing good D, forcing turnovers. Mm-hmm. As long as you do that, I will never say anything bad about you not having a, a good offensive game. Just affect the game somewhere else. That's all I ever ask. Mm-hmm. But right. uh, me and you are definitely excited for this three-game stretch we got coming up. Um, we do very much believe that the Knicks can weather this this three game storm. I'm saying, Joel, two and one is is the is the only thing I, I I'll allow. Nothing less than that.
3: Yeah, I'll take it.
2: Yeah, even well, even if we drop the Dallas game, which that's the one I I think me and you can both agree for two-folds, is the one we we want more than anything. Right. But, If you can get two Pelicans games and the Mavericks one is the one, you know, we we, kind of bite the bullet on, I can live with that. I honestly can. I I can live with that.
4: Right. Um,
3: Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I'll take it. You know, my preference is to take at least one New Orleans game and one day in the Dallas game, but we'll see.
2: No, I'm with you on that. I'll pick all three if they'll give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're in the position, Joel, to where we're like, I, look, I'm, I'm not going to get greedy. Just win. Like, have yeah. it, you can do it. Um, but all right, let's move on to football. Uh, only thing I want to talk about football, Joel, is my boy Julian Edelman is hanging mm-hmm. it up. Um, uh, he failed his physical today. His knee just couldn't go. Um, I, I'm I'm glad he's retiring because my fear was maybe New England would release him and then he goes to Tampa and it's like, God damn, I, I Jesus, Julius <laughs> Julian Edelman. Like I wanna I want to root for you, but I can't if you go there. Um and you know, I'm I'm glad he hung it up. He he had one of the greatest postseason careers I've ever seen. Ever. Um, I'll never forget that Falcons game. I'll never forget that uh, that Ravens game. Like this guy, when it came came time in postseason, he always delivered. I mean, this guy was so good. You had Deion Sanders. Um, everyone was jumping on him about it on live TV. Was just like, I think Julian Edelman's a Hall of Famer, and everyone jumped in. No, he hasn't had all pros. He hasn't made Pro Bowls, and he's just like, I get what y'all saying, but to me. My money is always on. What do you do when it matters? And he always showed up in the postseason. Um, but the only reason I'm bringing that up is, Joe, I wanted to ask you: mm. when you look at when you look at Hall of Fame, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or even best best players, uh-huh. do rings matter to you? And the reason I ask that is, you look at like if someone's making top fifty players from 2000 to 2021 right and they're making a list and they put paul pierce higher than Melo, right okay I i don't ever think there was ever any day of paul pierce's life he was a better basketball player than carmelo anthony but when you look at their numbers you go okay scoring comparable neither one of them really played (laughs) <laughs> that much defense so if everything's comparable and the only thing that separates them is a ring are you of the mindset of that's what separates them or do you think the ring doesn't even matter mellow again this is just an example but mellow is just a better player than paul pierce and that's all that matters
3: Mello was a better player than paul pierce but yeah rings do matter i mean what's why do we play for the championship right you know want that ring, you know, and obviously it matters how you win it to me too, or else I wouldn't bitch about Kevin Durant's ways,
4: you know.
2: Right.
3: Be different. I mean, but I do. To
2: to me, me, it's one of those things to where it's like, if you win a ring on a team, like Paul Pierce winning it with Garnett and Ray Allen and Rondo, right? Right. Reason why I view that as. A shining achievement for Paul Pierce is if you remove him from that Celtics team, I don't think they win that ring. Yeah, you're right. That's how important he was, right? So to right. Me, it's like that's what's different between, and, and albeit everyone always says this, I don't necessarily disagree, but I do somewhat disagree. Um, Kevin Durant was the leading charge. The two years he won the championship in Golden State, but an argument could surely be made they still make it there without Kevin. They Durant. did it the year before, exactly right. Um, now I won't get into whether or not they could have won without Kevin Durant. I, I'll I'll allow the you know the people to decide that. But well, they, they almost did. Him. And then Clay got hurt. <laughs> Right. No, exactly. So to me, it's it's one of those things to where it's like if you're on a superstar team, I won't necessarily fault you. But it has to be so overwhelmingly clear that without you, they would not be here. And the example I gave my grandfather last night was Jameis Winston was the Buccaneers uh, quarterback last year. And the roster was not any different than it is than it was this year. I'm not very different. Right. They won the Super Bowl this year. <laughs> so it's like yeah. Yeah. clearly.
3: convincing, me.
2: Right. So it's like clearly the difference maker was needed a better <laughs> quarterback. So that's why it's like you look at Brady and you go, well, overwhelmingly he was the difference maker. Without him, they probably are what they were the year before he got there. So to me, it's like the ring does like the ring has to speak to that. Right, because anyone could just win a ring. I mean, fuck Derek Fisher has what like nine? I'm exaggerating, but like Derek Fisher, has- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, you ne- and you would never say, Man, I don't know if Kobe and Shaq could have won those without Fisher. No one ever says
3: they definitely wouldn't have won one of them without Fisher. I'll give them one. That.
2: that is true. That one shot who was that shot against the Kings. The Kings. That's the yeah, absolutely. Right.
3: Never forget that. I'm like bullshit. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Um, so to me, how you win, it always matters. And to me, when it comes down to legacy, it just, you have to, your career has to be defined by the idea of if you were to be removed, would that team look any different? Like you go the LeBron winning in Cleveland, you remove LeBron from that team, Kyrie and Kevin Love uh, don't even make the playoffs. Oh, uh,
3: yeah. I mean, they might make the playoffs. That's it.
4: <laughs>
2: I, okay. I, okay. I, I'll give you that. Fair enough. I'll give you that. Um, but going to the finals and beating Golden State? No, no, no,
4: no. no. (laughs) Um, But
2: that's why you look at that and you go, that's a LeBron achievement. Like, yes, the Cavaliers won it for sure. Kyrie hit the shot for sure.
3: But that's why his run in Cleveland was more impressive than his run in Miami.
2: Right, because it was a higher degree of difficulty. right? Especially when you had a guy in love who was averaging zero points in the finals and you still managed to win that shit. (laughs) (laughs) Right. <laughs> <laughs> like again, it's why I say that's a LeBron achievement. Sure. Could he have not done it without his team? Absolutely. But could the team have done it without him? No. There's a difference. <laughs> There's a difference. Like LeBron could have had Chalmers to hit that shot over Curry.
4: Yeah. yeah.
2: They couldn't have replaced LeBron with James Jones and still won it. So that's Never. the difference to me. Um, yeah. So I say that to say to me, rings do matter because it's it's what you wake up every single day for. It's what you work so hard for. So to say, ultimately, like, oh, that doesn't really matter. It's like, well, that's that's why they're playing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's a player in that locker room that goes, excuse me, that goes winning a championship this year. I don't care less about it. And
3: that's the difference too. Is um. It's like, yeah, there's a lot of like Adam Morrison has a fucking ring, you know what I mean? So it's not like rings mean everything, right? But you gotta like look at it in context how did they win that wing? You know, they got the ring, but like, how did they get that ring? You know,
4: and to me, I
2: don't necessarily like to have the ring conversation against a player who has it and a player who doesn't have it because the circumstances are always different, right? Right, Right. um, because you look at Paul Pearson, you go. Well, I mean, no. if you gave Mello Garnett in his prime and Ray Allen and Rondo, I'm sure he could have squeaked out one. I'm
3: 100 percent sure he would have right? figured
2: it out. So to me, the ring conversation is more apparent when you're going, Well, uh Joe Montana or Tom Brady. Well, one guy has seven. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you you can have that conversation between <sighs> that Jordan yeah. LeBron, the five to four, uh, the the six to four. So to right. me, it's like I don't want, like, I hate when Shaq does the, "Why well, I got a ring, Chuck, and you don't. Well, you had Kobe Bryant. <laughs> you had Dwayne Wade. I don't think Barkley had any player on any of his teams anywhere near prime Kobe and prime Dwayne
3: Wade. Yeah, I mean, not exactly, yeah.
2: Um, so, and I'm not saying, and I'm not saying it like Shaq was, was riding their coattails. No. I'm just saying it made it easier to have yeah. prime Kobe and prime Wade rather than getting guys from the YMCA <laughs> and taking them to the finals like Barkley did. So that's right. why I'm like, if you
3: tried have- but he, you know, both that Houston team when he was on Houston, but they were all, I mean, he was old at that point, right. so he was
2: barely helping. <laughs> right. So to me, it's like it's a very unfair thing um, to have a conversation between a guy with no rings and a guy with rings because oh. usually it comes down to circumstances. Yes, sir. You know? So but um but yeah so uh huge shouts out to my boy Julian Edelman. We will definitely miss you. I do also appreciate um you retiring because it does give us about four to five million more dollars to our uh our cap space. So I appreciate that. Um but I will miss Julian Edelman. Uh Joel, what, what are your thoughts on, on Julian Edelman?
3: Solid player. Um was always a pain in the ass playing against him. So that that's that was really my only thing I can really say about him. Um, going to be missed. It's going to be weird not seeing him in the Patriots jersey. Right. Um, but good luck to him.
2: Absolutely. And for everyone listening, that's the highest praise from Joel. Gentleman <laughs> gentlemen played for a Boston team, and Joel said all nice words just now. I try. <laughs> <laughs> that is very high praise. We'll see what happens when Brady retires, if he feels that generous. But uh, – <laughs> You don't um, need
3: my fucking, you know, nice words, trust me. I
2: will I will circle back the day that that happens and see, like, oh, let's see how many nice words Joel uh, throws in before he throws in some shots. Let's
3: see how long that stubborn asshole stays playing.
2: <laughs> he's gonna stick he's gonna stay there. He's gonna be like, I could maybe get 10. I'm let me stay here a little bit. We're more.
3: definitely gonna farve it without retiring.
2: <laughs> without retiring, right? I know mm-hmm. farve is sitting somewhere like that's why I messed up the retirement.
3: Yeah, shouldn't have retired just the quit. first three times. <laughs>
2: yeah, just kept playing. I knew it. Um, but all right, let's move on. We got some stuff to review. Um, I want to start off with Invincible because I oh, gave word. you I gave you a shout out, Joel, when we did our uh figure it out show last Friday uh, this past Friday. Word. Um Pete read the books, right? Nice. Or read some of the books. Right. So I said, Pete, you would love to talk to Joel because Joel has also read. Um, some of the books. So I'm like, you guys have an advantage over me and, and JD who are legit learning about this show purely through the show. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were talking and JD was like, I am loving the show. And then Pete was just like, I'm glad you guys said that. We should do a show about Invincible. And I was just like, <laughs> Joel would love that. <laughs> and he was like, all right, let's set it up. And I'm like, okay, all right. And then when I said that on the show, people that watch it were just like, can I join? And I'm like, I I, I don't know. Um, but this episode was—I don't think in the past ten years my jaws ever hit the ground watching something geek-related more than it has. Excuse me, this Invincible show. Uh, spoiler alert for anyone out there listening. Give you a few seconds to move past it. Spoiler alert. Um, man. It goodness gracious, it's like the idea of this show goes, Could I beat this guy up or could I destroy this guy?
4: Mm-hmm. I'm gonna
2: destroy this guy, and him punching Invincible dead was just like, Oh my god! And and I'm sure you have some more knowledge on this, but I always say don't go too far, mm-hmm. uh, because you do have that, uh, that knowledge, but seeing um his dad look at him just like that's a goddamn shame mm-hmm. <laughs> and then just leaving him was probably the funniest thing i've ever seen in my life um cuz he was kind of just like
4: is that my dad like i
2: can't. <laughs> and his dad was just like no nah, it's definitely me and i am not proud of you right now um but joel walk me through man your your thoughts on this episode but more so How many pieces of this episode have you have you seen before having read uh, some of the comics?
3: Well, it took me a little bit to like recognize shit again because I forgot about that stone dude, honestly. Uh, but then it like started coming back to me and I'm like, okay, yes, I do remember him. Yes, yes, yes. And I knew something happened at the end with him. I just couldn't remember what it was. I'm like, okay, all right. So that's what happened. I figured that's what. I just forgot. So it's just been so long. So it's like it's like not everything is fresh in my brain. Uh, I don't even. I, I I barely remember everything I saw in this episode. So that was a nice refresher. <laughs> but I remember. I remember the the saw whatever the chip the, the weird gearhead dude. Remember that guy. Um, but this again, like like you said, it's such a brutal, brutal show. But because the comic book is a brutal. Brutal comic book, and it, they do such a good job of reimagining it and re- like bringing it to life. Well, at least bringing it with the, and the animation. And like I have to kudos in a motherfucking half to these to the, the animators because they did out of a job. And I really do enjoy seeing these like this comic book come like like move. It's great. It really is because like Ryan Ottley, the, the the original artist for the the comic books, he did. He was a, a great artist. Uh, and they this, this animation definitely does a good job of like looking so similar like like we got to see battle beast bro pff, that motherfucker gets crazy gets like even crazy like, that's nothing you wait till later for battle beast there's more <laughs> um there's more to a lot so that that whole fight scene there that was brutal um it, it this is not the end of brutality in this show so just be prepared <laughs>
2: I love that. And we we said this Friday, Joel, and I'm very curious before I go into my thoughts you <laughs> think about this statement. The three of us agreed Friday that this is single-handedly the greatest voice cast ever assembled to date, to date. That's beautiful, yeah. Um, and just for our listeners out there, just to rattle off some names, I'm not even going to say the characters they play just in case some people are like, oh, I didn't even get there or whatever, even though I said spoiler alert. You got John Hamm. You got uh, Mahershala Ali. Clancy Brown. Shockingly, Ezra Miller is in here, and for the life of me, I have no idea when I heard his character.
3: I don't know if we've seen him yet.
2: Oh, okay. Then, then even better. Then even better. Um, uh, Michael uh, Cudlitz. and my boy, Joel, as soon as I heard it, I was just like, oh, if I could ever interview him, it would be like the greatest day of my life. My boy, Jeffrey Donovan, is who was Machine Head.
3: Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah.
2: um, you know I was looking for Jeffrey Donovan when we did the Wonder Woman uh, interview. Yeah. Freaking love Jeffrey Donovan. Um, But this is just an amazing cast, top to bottom. Lenny James from the uh, Fear of the Walking Dead. Lauren Cohan. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're all gone. Right, right, <laughs> right. Yes, exactly. Um, but the idea that they got them,
3: yeah. But I think that's why they got like, like especially the, the, the original Guardians of the Globe. That was an all star voice cast, but because they only had, you know they only had one episode. <laughs> you could afford right, it. Right.
2: Yeah, Mark Hamill, uh, yeah. Walton Goggins, Sandra oh. O. Yeah, Walton Goggins doesn't even sound like Walton Goggins. You know what's crazy, Joel? Do you know I just found out, because I looked up this cast when we were talking Friday, and I know people are going to say I'm so stupid. I, I get it, but I, at least I I'd know this. I didn't know it was Walton Goggins in Sons of Anarchy.
3: Did it? You mean the girl in the tranny thing?
2: Yep. Yep. Did not know. <laughs> Did not know. Didn't know wow. at all. Um, because it's like when you look at what Walton Goggins has done, it's just like what times have you seen that season? <laughs> like that show. I mean. you know I've watched that repeatedly. Never clicked that that was Walton Goggins. Oh wow. Um, but yeah, man, and I want to give a, a huge shout out to JK Simmons um as Omni Man because he, yeah. legit, even though Steven is is legit a monster not monster is in like um i just mean he's amazing in this show yeah but jk is the is literally the steering wheel of this series because of the presence that he brings
4: right
3: he does um, a great job doing the voice on huh, man like uh, i can hear it
2: you know an amazing job <clears throat> uh, but also huge shout out to steven man because it doesn't even sound like steven does, I mean, Does
3: Stephen, yeah, not so much. I mean, the, the, the one that really catches me the most is Walton Goggins. Like he I, I hear him talk at Cecil and I'm like, that doesn't even sound like Walton Goggins. Like, what's the point of like voice casting him? I couldn't really recognize his voice.
2: But I I love that because <clears throat> me and you we've interviewed like millions of voiceover uh voice actors from the DC world, and we you know, we always hear that um God, I can't believe I forgot the voice director's name. Um but the way he prepares them, uh, Wes Gleason, I believe is his name. Uh, the way Wes Gleason, uh prepares them is the idea of like, I don't want you to sound like you. I want you to sound like the character. And, you know, it, it's why when you, when you watch some of these DC movies, I'll give you a perfect example, Joel. I've watched Green Lantern uh, First Flight a million times, right?
4: Mm-hmm.
2: I only just found out that Elliot from SVU is the voice of that Green Lantern.
4: <laughs> because, <up> to castings. <laughs> because
2: <laughs> really this, Joel, I don't think there's one person that if I just played the audio would go oh no no, no he sounds just like Elliot Stabler from SVU no he doesn't <laughs> no he doesn't at all it, it's why it never caught me so when I'm on HBO Max and I'm like because one of the Green Lantern animated movies is leaving so I'm like oh my god let me make sure it's not the one that I love so when I looked and I'm just like I'm looking through the credits I'm like Wait a minute, what? Because I thought it was Nathan Fillion for some reason. Nathan Fillion's always in my head for Green Lantern.
4: Um, I forget first. which one
2: he was the new 52 one, I think. Uh, maybe I he think was, the, no, he
3: did one that that were not new 52. I just don't remember which one.
2: Ooh, I don't either. Then
3: <laughs> I um, think it was.
2: Go ahead, I'm sorry,
3: I don't remember. I can't remember.
2: <laughs> um, but yeah, no, this. This episode was great. It had so many twists, so many turns. This show is, to me, seems like it's never meant for you to ever be able to guess what's coming. Ever.
4: Mm. I no, tell you I- right
2: now, I did not see that guy screwing over uh, Invincible. I didn't see right. that coming. I thought he legit needed his help. Right. <laughs> and I mean, to a degree, he did. You know? Um yeah. I didn't see that coming. I didn't see what looked to be half that roster get murdered. Like, there's just so much in this episode that, like, works against the typical hero norm. You don't yeah. see that. I guess, yeah, well, I,
3: yeah. It, it's different. It's very different, and that's because it's a, it's a. How to explain this? Invincible isn't like the DC or Marvel universe, where there's a whole bunch of different characters that you love, and they have their own worlds that where they live in, and then they cross over. This is all about invincible. Like everyone else is a supporting character, you know? you can start liking the Guardian the Globe, but I mean they're gonna survive, as you've already seen. The first team already dead. This very last team got their ass whooped. There are more members that are gonna show up for obvious reasons. And you'll see. But um it's it's just different because it's it's not afraid to kill off people and it's definitely not afraid to get violent. So yeah, this show um is very similar to its comic predecessor.
2: And to me, it's what makes it great because I can't tell you how many times it gets annoying reading an Iron Man comic or reading a Batman comic, and it's just like, well, sure, could Batman's back be broken for sure? But is he going to be brutally murdered? No. <laughs> so it's like the idea of watching it and then seeing like no one's safe here. And it's like, yeah. you're not afraid to just kill anyone off at any point right you know and it's like it, it, it gets you scared because it's like well damn mm-hmm. what if one yeah. of the villains finds out you know uh who invincible's girlfriend is like could mm-hmm. we have to sit through something vicious like that you know something with his mom so it's just it's the idea of when no mm-hmm. one's safe it puts you on high alert for everything yeah and it's the I... and it's the best feeling but i'm sorry go ahead
3: no, I mean, yeah, that's what makes this show different. And that's what made that comic different. Because, again, it's about a singular character for the most part. Uh, and you don't have to save, you know, everyone if you don't want to. Now, Robert Kirkman made you like certain characters, but some of them will just won't won't will be surviving. <laughs> some of it's his Walking Dead, you know. But he did it with superheroes. Uh, and he did a great job. Like, I, I, I enjoyed it. And I really I can't wait to one day finish the series. Even though yeah, pretty much. we're at some point they do. I think I have like forty issues left or whatever. Uh, but it's 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 so much that we haven't seen yet, and I'm I'm happy that we've seen this much already. Um, but yeah, the, it was only just the beginning.
2: And we asked him this when we interviewed him because you see a show like this and you kind of go, it's animated, so a lot of a lot of parents will go, all right, sit down, you know, little boy, little girl, and you know, watch this cartoon,
4: <laughs> <No. it's> like. <laughs>
2: It's definitely not for them, but you know the biggest question always is: was there any pushback? Like it's really fucking brutal, and he was just like, "No, no pushback at all." And he was just like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> like
4: <laughs> Amazon what was just thing?
2: like, "Yeah, go ahead, murder him. It's just like, "Okay."
3: <laughs> yeah, that's what happens when like it's. They knew what they were getting into. Like if they, they knew the product, same thing with the boys. So Amazon, they get it.
2: <laughs> yeah. And it seems like Amazon's the best best place right now to um, authenticity. You know, if, if in your comic you're ripping heads off, you can come here and rip some heads off. And it's like, well, okay, yeah, <laughs>
3: good to like know. Seeing how they pull off Jupiter's
2: legacy because
3: she gets pretty brutal on that too.
2: But that's Netflix, though, right?
3: Yes,
4: it is. Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, I mean, we know Netflix isn't afraid to go to go violent, but um, curious, curious. Yeah. Absolutely. Like you said, definitely curious. Um, anything else you want to add about Invincible? It's awesome. <laughs> no. that, 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 that's it. I cannot wait till the episode where we can all just talk Invincible. Um, That's going to be so much fun. Like, you have yeah. no idea how excited Pete and JD were when we were all just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. you like Invincible too? Oh, thank God. Okay, yeah, we got to talk about it. It's like, okay, <laughs> let's do it. Um, but all right, moving on along. Let's go Falcon and the Winter Soldier.
3: Let's do it.
2: What an episode. I still love me some Carly Morgenthau I'm gonna marry that woman. I, I, I,
3: I don't th- I think she's gay.
2: God damn it, Joel. You do this to me every time. You don't need um, to tell me that. I already know I don't have a chance. You don't need to, to confirm it, Joel. Um, <laughs> Um, but no, this was this was one of those pretty political episodes. I thought this handled the, the political side a lot better than the one I told you I didn't like when the cops just randomly showed up. Um, this handled it a lot more subtle, uh, like even when a sister said something so beautiful, like America doesn't care about me. So why should I care about their mascot? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, yeah, you're damn right. Yes. Mwah, mwah. Um, <laughs> it's like, yeah. Um, But no, this was a really, really, really solid episode. Um, I remember saying, watching the last five seconds of that episode, that if they're willing to do this, it makes me very excited for what Kevin Feige will allow them to do in Moon Knight. (laughs) Because I told you the thing that I wanted to see the most was, he's an all-white, and he's very brutal. I would like to see blood on his all-white. So it's like, clearly they're not afraid to do it. I didn't expect this. Um, I even didn't expect the motions of what we got at the end of the episode. I was just like, what? (laughs) What? Wait a second. Um, So I'm like, yeah. And you see all of Oscar Isaac's training videos. And it's like, you better be brutal. (laughs) I don't need you to be rated R. Because this isn't even rated R. This is TV 14. I'm like, I can deal with a TV 14 Moon Knight. I just need to see the, uh, the visuals of it. Um, like the blood on the suit. That's it. That's it. That's all I'm asking for. I don't need you see. I don't need to see anything else besides that. Um, mm-hmm. but again, this was a really, really, really good episode. We only got two left. Um, the showrunner is teeing up a very huge surprise for the next episode.
3: That's all I hear. Um,
2: hmm. I, I'm not. I, you don't even have to worry about it for this episode, Joel. No Word. conspiracy coming from me. I I, I could care less. I, I could care
3: less. <laughs> <laughs> you're, just gonna, you're just gonna embrace it
2: I'm gonna embrace it mainly because to me when I first heard it I didn't hear the full thing so like all I heard was it, it's gonna be like a big surprise right Right. so I'm like oh in my mind I'm like probably old man cat Um, but then when I heard the rest of it like oh someone he'd like to see on screen with Thor and yeah okay I, I'm not even gonna rack my brain to trying to think that's weird
3: because it's like he says it's a, a grounded like, person and then he says everybody would like to see them hang out with Thor, and I'm like, what the fuck? That's a con- complete
2: opposite of grounded, right? So, I think mean, I think what he's saying uh, is more, maybe more so, personality. Sure. I, I mean, I would have to assume because, like you said, you you wouldn't go like, man, grounded, and I would love to see that with the guy who flies around in space. And it's like, well, yeah, that's not grounded. <laughs> yeah,
3: that's why I was a little confused. I don't get it. Yeah
2: but uh we'll we'll find out in a few days so that's where i'm going to leave it i'm not here to do any conspiracy theories nice. um I look forward I mean, to it i i i personally at this point i'm just like i don't i don't care anymore i mean i we'll, we'll talk about this when we get into the trailer but i, yeah, recommend- I hope it's good <laughs> say it again
3: i said i hope it's a good one uh, we could talk about it you know next week we're like yeah that was awesome you know
2: I mean, I hope so. I mean, because yeah. shit. I mean, they did the whole build up in in Wandavision with everything. Uh, Paul Bettany kept saying, uh, <laughs> albeit, albeit albeit it was very beautiful to see White Vision.
3: Yes, it was. Um,
2: kind of did feel like it would be something else. Uh, yeah, uh,
3: we were. Like, there was one thing like we felt it was missing. We never got. So all right, fine, whatever.
2: Right. Uh, so to me, with this, it's kind of it's kind of like. Do I hope it's good, like you said? For sure, 100%. Because yeah. um, you hyped it. But are my expectations extremely low? For sure. Yeah,
3: probably, <laughs> probably better off.
2: Yeah, they are as low as you can get. and Because to me, my biggest fear is I won't recognize who it is.
3: <laughs> like, yeah, it's a character
2: get, we know. I mean, apparently. Right. Like, a- you'll. Like My biggest fear when I, when I read that was shit, Joel's going to text me like, yo, did you see this? And I'm going to go, I not exactly who the fuck that was, Joel. <laughs> like, you know, because I always tell you, and I never shy away from this, I'm not the most knowledgeable in all things comic books. So like, yeah, there's probably over a hundred characters in Marvel that I've never heard of before.
4: Right.
2: Uh, so it's very likely this could be one of those a hundred. So I'm like, that's yeah. what scares me the most is like i'm watching it and now i have to be that that guy that's like scouring twitter to see like all right what's everyone else saying like i, I know Joel's yeah. up at 3 a.m so what's everyone else saying yeah.
3: that's a good point i won't be up at three in the morning <laughs> I, I only did it one time and that's because i woke up around that time i had to use the bathroom and i'm like fuck it i'm just gonna stay up and watch it and i think that was the Wandavision finale and then i just ended up going back to sleep after that but um i haven't done it since though
2: (laughs) it's not an easy thing to do at all uh especially working in the morning it it throws everything off it's nothing i would ever (laughs) suggest but i do know how vicious social media is so i'm like the sooner i can watch it so i've already seen it so i don't have to tiptoe around social media when i wake up
3: or just just wake up and watch it like you do with three just do it at seven (laughs) I mean mean,
2: fair but to me my day has immediately start like seven eight o'clock so it's like I have to jump into work around that time so it's like I'd have to get to it later and I'm like I I can't do that (laughs) not not because necessarily I have to tiptoe but it's the idea of being the one of the people that does not know Mm -hmm. I never like the feeling of that if I can know let me know so I'm in the know and then Mm -hmm. I can figure everything else out um, but to bring it back to the episode, uh Joel, your thoughts on this uh this newest episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier.
3: Well, another fantastic fucking episode. Um, I thought at least. Um it, it was just so good again, and I'm trying to remember how it started. <laughs> um, if you can help me with that. Yeah, it actually
2: starts with um hold on, let me think. I'm trying to think here. Give me one second. I
3: Remember, I remember it in parts, I'm just like, oh, how did it start so we can go in order?
2: Oh shoot, sorry, I apologize. I know exactly how it starts. I don't even have to turn it on. Starts in Wakanda. We're seeing uh A
3: word. That was the first thing we see. I'm like, yeah. oh fuck, that's right. That was dope. Cause like as soon as it starts, you're like, oh shit, we're going right into Wakanda. Fuck. Like who are we gonna see? And obviously, like you were just about to say, it was AO, uh, basically um, I guess finalizing his uh whatever they were doing to Bucky, like deprogramming him so he's finally free from the russian programming um and you know it was really emotional moment because the fact that he got into that state of mind is a, a credit to him as an actor it's really hard to do but um and he looks exactly I and mean, he looked exactly like he did during that time period so i appreciate the make people for that <laughs> um but it was a it was a nice scene you know the to the, the start in wakanda like i did not expect us to ever say that during this uh
4: <laughs> this I show
2: I thought what? the theory me and you talked about last week, I thought it was coming true. I was just like, oh, Which, my God. Like, could they have actually shot uh, something with, with, like, Chadwick? Like, oh. before he passed. Like, to, to show Wakanda, to me, the biggest thing we talked about last week was the idea of introducing Wakanda, the idea of introducing Nadora Milaje, the idea that they're here to bring back in the killer of King T'Chaka. It all screamed. T'Challa definitely okayed it. Like they're not here without his permission. So Obviously. when he Wakanda, it was just like, oh my god! Like could could we see him? Um, And we didn't, and that was that was completely fine. But it did give me goosebumps. <laughs> yeah. The
3: music starts playing, and you see the like, oh shit! We're gonna we're going there.
2: <laughs> Literally. Now it was a flashback
3: to the you know like during um. Infinity War, Ashkara time period, but, um, but that was fine. You know that was a nice way to start it off. A nice, a nice little energy bump and then it goes right back to modern day. And then Ao basically says, "You were what eight hours? You gave him eight hours, <laughs> eight hours, uh, eight hours. I know he's a mean to your ends, but you only got eight hours." And she was serious. <laughs> yeah, shut up eight hours later, and I guess we'll get to that part later. <laughs> they mean business. They do not fuck with Dora Um Not at all. They go from there and they go inve- investigating um, like the, what, Carly's old place, I guess. Stomping grounds. Yeah. And then they split up and then of course um, fucking Demo being all creepy with the candy and shit. That was really a, a really petty move. Like, petty file move, I mean. <laughs> like, with the candy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I thought you meant petty like like petty petty. I didn't no. think you meant that. Okay. <laughs> like a pedo.
3: That was a pedo move if I've ever seen one. Um he was fucking with the cane. Kid. look, kids. <laughs> Turkish delight.
2: I, I would yeah. say, say right now, that now changes. Now that Joel has said that, there is some <laughs> regular dude that was just like I legit just gave someone candy yesterday. I didn't even think it would be like. I didn't think it would be perceived as that. <laughs> like, yeah. like, I will not hand out candy anymore. <laughs> it's not
3: Halloween. I don't know why you're giving out candy, old man. <laughs> <laughs> They all came coming, I mean they all came, you know. It works, I'm not gonna describe I mean look, if anything, Zemo definitely showed off his brains in this episode. Um, with the Turkish delights is my son's favorite. (laughs) He was really fucking on his game this in this episode for sure.
2: I do think that um every every once in a while they remind you of why he's doing what he's doing. Yes. Um so you don't forget. Right. Because you know. And, and, and I said this about Walker, and clearly we'll, we'll get to it later, but you look at Walker and you look at Zemo, and even Bucky to a degree, mm-hmm. they're more um, how can I say this, they're more instruments uh, that were made, rather than just being like, like I'd say you can make an argument Red Skull was always Red Skull, you know it, it was only the face that changed um, yep. you look at Walker you know, um a victim of war. You look at Zemo, a victim of war. You look at Bucky, a victim of war. They were created by circumstances. They weren't just villains that were just like, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to just take over the world. Um, So you look at them, and and I love that they add that with Zemo, because it reminds you that sure, is he very nefarious? And to your point, a little creepy, for sure. But (laughs) is he naturally a villain in the sense of, he just woke up one day and was just like, I'm going to just randomly just start dividing the avengers no
4: no victim
2: of circumstance and and to remind us of that is very good um because you tend to get lost in the idea that he's supposed to be the bad guy
3: right absolutely and i think and he's so charming that you forget too that you know there's more to him than the baron you know that he's been showing off but you know there's definitely a a very scarred and angry man in there that he's at the moment not showing you know because of his charm (laughs) He's playing the game, playing the long, long game. Um, you know, he, he knows what's up. He know, he, he kept the information to himself because he knew that, you know, he's going to use it to his advantage, which he did. Um, he, he did get, to, you know, where Carly was. We get to see Carly again later on talking with her, her uh, associates, um, you know, about the, basically they were talking about, how Captain America, I mean, like, the, the one dude said that, you know, Captain America was his favorite when he was a kid, this, I think it was his grandfather or whatever, fought with him during the war.
2: Yeah.
3: Um, that was interesting side stories, you know, that will pay off later. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's why you should never meet your heroes.
3: <laughs> yeah. that, unfortunately, it wasn't the same Captain America, but yes. Right. <laughs> the the, the uh-huh.
2: title of it, the title. All right. Yeah. yeah.
3: And so, then you have um, yeah, so they eventually they, they go to they go do their funeral, uh, and then Sam wants to talk to her, and I think this was the best example because I saw a couple memes like running around, and like I think this episode was a, a great
0: example of like.
3: John Walker being a great soldier and Sam being a great man and like a good person. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like where we Captain America was, why did he get chosen? Cause he was a good man. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think that's the, that was kind of the point of this episode. Um, focusing on the fact that Sam's a good guy for first and foremost. And John is known as a good guy. He's looked as a good guy. He won many awards, but the shit he had to do to get those awards as he mentioned, you know, didn't make him feel good. You know what yeah, I mean? It changes but he, it, right.
2: Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no. And,
3: and it's just basically he, he he had to, you know, maybe lose parts of himself to, to do what he had to do. But he's a good soldier and do do what he's told. You know what I mean?
2: Right. And I think that's because I defended Walker Saturday. <sighs> and obviously not him murdering someone, but No, no. Um,
3: you don't defend that.
2: <laughs> but what I said was and I'll defend pieces of what he did at the end later when we get to it. But here in this situation, what I defended was when you, and me and Dan, I want to give a little credit to Dan because he started it, but me and him were, um, were saying how like when you look at the series, Walker approached this the way you would have wanted someone to approach this. He asked mm-hmm. Bucky for help. He said, let's work together. He said, we're trying to achieve the same goal. And these guys worked against him. And then they freed Zemo. And then it's just like, he already has he already has enough pressure trying to live up to the title of Captain America. Now mm-hmm. you have these two guys freeing freeing villains, doing their own thing, and it's just like it's stressing him out, you know? And then you yeah. get to the point to where Zemo leads all of them to, to Carly, and essentially Sam's just like, wait here, let me go talk to her. And if you're a soldier, you're just like – that's the equivalent of someone going – Hey, like there's a terrorist in like that building over there. And someone's like, hey, let me just go see if maybe I can just bring him in peacefully. What? No, let me go get him. That's the job. Let's go get him. You can talk to him all you want once we got him. So to me, it's just like Walker to me again is 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 becoming a victim of circumstance. It's like, you guys are pushing me and pushing me and pushing me. Sure. Is he a bit of a douche? A hundred percent. Yeah, but he's look- Captain America, you know. <laughs> right. But you look at this and you kind of go, he's been trying to do it the right way since the beginning. And, yeah. and Bucky have not made it easy for him.
3: No, they have not. And uh, and you know, look, he's been trying to play with them. I mean, play right by them. They don't really care for him. <laughs> uh, And he's, you know, no one respects him. Not a damn soul respects him as Captain America. And it's, it's, it's something that has to be earned. And you can't just put on the, you know, the costume and wear the shield and expect people to respect you. That takes time. Um, and I think that's something he's still struggling with.
2: Um, this one brought up Saturday. I think Martin said this. He said, if you think about it, in the course of these movies, Steve only acknowledged himself as Captain America maybe twice.
3: Probably. Twice.
2: Because to him, Captain America, the idea of Captain America was a title. That's not who he was. He was Steve. He was the man. It's like you just said. It's why he picked Sam. Sam is the man. He's not trying to 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 strive for something else, but just being himself. And that, to Steve, is the most realist version uh, someone can be, is just the purest form of themselves. So you look right. at him and you look at Steve and Steve never was just like, I'm Captain America. Hi, I'm Captain No. Right. Like, no. I'm Steve. Like you may see me as, as Captain America, but that's not who I am. That's a title that was given. So, um, like like you're saying to Walker, it's something like he thinks being Captain America is the title,
3: mm-hmm. and
2: that's what they're trying to get across. That's, that's what his, trying to get across. It's
3: right. not a hundred percent his fault either, because that's more that's the government, you know, I doing agree. that, you and know. <clears throat> So you know it's it's a lot for this dude, and he's slowly starting to like mentally break down, as we'll get to
2: <laughs> um, in this episode. Actually, when uh, the four of them are walking uh, before they, they uh, before Sam goes to talk to Carly, as they're walking, if you pay attention to him in the background, he's twitching like his head's twitching. He's kind of like talking to himself. He's uh-huh. slowly beginning to unravel. Yes,
3: he is. Uh, you could, I mean, you could see it like, throughout the episode if you watch. Um, you can definitely tell he's starting to lose it and and there's a lot of it that has to do with the disrespect you know what i mean um cuz i don't think he's I don't, I don't think any a lot of us don't think he's a bad guy he's not he's not a bad guy he's just not <laughs> he's kind of a douche but he's not a bad guy he's trying to help out but he just doesn't you know no one's respecting him there's a whole bunch of shit going in his way and he realizes he can't fight with certain people because he's just a normal guy he's not there yet um he's definitely not used to it either um so let's see well so they they get to carly um sam does talk to her and obviously we just talked about walker walking in on them and not letting them finish and so she fucking runs they chase her and then a fucking zemo catches her and zemo wants to kill her because you know she's a super soldier <laughs> zemo wants to kill all super soldiers as you know um but what he realizes that she had the serums on her and then, then he fucking destroyed every single one he saw except for the one that you know would w- rolled away farther away uh and um walker you know hit him with the shield knocked him out which you know i'm happy that, that he did knock him out because i think if he hit him with the head you know with the shield he definitely should have knocked him out so that worked out uh, like that <laughs> uh, so knocked him out and then he finds the one you know vial that did not get destroyed and that's when you see it in his eyes like i'm gonna use this so <laughs> at some point he's gonna, i'm gonna use this you know um so he puts in his pocket and they move on. Uh, and obviously, that they, they after that whole skirmish, um, they go back to Zemo's place, and Walker wants him wants to arrest him, you know, uh, but they still feel like they need him, and it doesn't matter because the Dormilaj intervene. I gave their eight hours, and they're up, and they go and they beat the shit out of all the guys in the room. <laughs> it seems, um, and you know, Zemo escapes through the back. Uh, like fucking El Chapo, as uh, I think Sam mentioned, <laughs> so that was pretty cool. Uh, so he's gone. He's 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 in his uh, doing his devious like escape routine, uh, and then you have the Dora, who are now gonna go looking for him separately, uh, and then of course John Walker, who is definitely uh, demand during that fight because uh, he it came to the revelations like they're not even super like super soldiers and they beat his ass, and so you know he's he's definitely uh, emasculated uh during that fight so that's i think that was one, like his breaking point uh in terms of and like that was like it you know like i'm done i, I, I gotta do something i can't just get beat up by randoms you know but like, to him that's how they that's how he looked at it and then he has that conversation with him and um lamar and he asked him well lamar would you take it and, and then they have that conversation about you know like you got your three medals of honor or whatever the fuck and he's like but the shit we had to do to get those medals and that's when you start realizing he's a good guy but you know he's not scared to do dirty shit you know what i mean right and so i think that's when you get to the point where uh next time you see him uh he's obviously taking the serum at that point um so and then of course carly goes and calls up uh sam's sister because you know basically you know threatening her and the threatening but also like What she did was smart, you know. Was it right? No, but you know, it is kind of smart. Like, I'm gonna do this this way. It doesn't really trust Sam after what happened, even though Sam was, you know, wasn't really Sam's fault, but she do not know that, you know. So that happens, and then they go after Carly again. Uh, shit goes not, you know, things get a little crazy, and unfortunately, after Lamar gets captured, breaks away, comes back and joins the fight and then get punched into a pillar and dies. That's so sad because I really like that character. Uh, I, I, was, I was like, man, you know, I, I, like, I, was, I didn't expect him to die. So I guess it makes sense. So that was, I guess that's their way of, uh, they, like that'll now be Walker's breaking point. Just like we already had a breaking point And then I took the serum and now it's gonna be the serum breaking point. Like he's not taking shit from anybody type bullshit. So I think that that was now his breaking point. His friend died. Uh, And obviously the inevitable ending of this episode with fucking him chasing down the one dude that uh, Carly's associate and smashing him down with the shield until the shield was bloody. And uh, unfortunately, that's the same guy that said, you know, Captain America was his hero as a kid. So it was one of those like, oh, that's that's odd. Uh, So, yeah, it was one of those episodes. but It was a good episode overall.
2: Yeah, I... All right, so a few things. One being, I vehemently believe that Walker did not take the serum yet. Everyone's uh, had a day. Bro,
3: are you serious? You think he took it? I obviously took it. He breathed that metal bar, like... in that's, like, what every, that's what everyone kept saying. And then he jumped out the window onto the van. No, nothing. Just...
2: That's what everyone kept saying. I don't know. I don't Bro, know. You
3: can't yeah. tell me that you, you
2: thought he took the serum when he kicked the guy in like that, that one episode. But the shit, but that, the obvious shit. But that's why I backed <laughs> off. That's why I said, all right, well, they told me, you know, clearly, no, that's just a normal kick. So I'm like, OK, all right, sure. But, OK.
3: Well, your visuals are fucked up because that was a normal kick. <laughs> these were not
2: back a super powered being.
3: Yeah, but they're not heavy. They're just strong.
2: Yeah, I mean, I get that. Oh, okay, all right. Samantha. Fucking Falcon cool. kicked this girl into the wall and then ran away. Cool. So I personally didn't didn't think that, but if he did, great. To me, that's a moment that I assume that, to me, we better see in the next episode is wow. the flashback to when he actually did take it. To me, that's a huge moment. That's a very huge moment. At what point did he decide I need to take, th- was it after talking to to Hoskins in the train station?
3: Yeah, that's um, what I think. I think that's when it was.
2: Right. So to me, not adding it there, I'm like, okay, that's why I'm just like, yeah, like, are those things, like, only things Super beings <laughs> should be able to do? A thousand percent. But that's why I'm like, that's very much story. Like, that's not just like, like, I don't need to see Spider-Man put on his web cartilages. Like, all right, clearly, like, I know he has them. But this is different. This is a huge part of his story art. So I'm like, not showing it was weird. Um, But yeah, I mean, a lot of people are just like, you know, can't believe he killed the dude. And I'm just like, I say this every day. It is very easy to judge not being in that situation. We have no idea what we'd do if we just watch someone we love get murdered in front of us. We have no idea what we'd do. And it doesn't matter that you have a shield on your back. That enhances your aggression, knowing that you could do what needs to be done. So I'm like, I looked at it, I'm like, yes, that's a very bad guy thing to do for sure. But that is also a very human thing to do in a moment like that. We see it all the time. Gang retaliations. No one ever goes, you know what? Logically, I should probably let the cops handle this. What? No, the world would be so much better (laughs) if people thought logically like that. So I'm like, I looked at that, and I was just like, I, that's obviously the moment where I think he will be—he will now become U.S. agent. Clearly, they won't call him that, um, yeah. but that's like his ascension to becoming the bad guy. Um, but to me, it's just one of those things where it's like, this wasn't just like he randomly just walked up and just shot a guy. So to me, I looked at it, and I'm like, I, I can never fault someone for doing it because I have no idea what I'd do in that situation. That's another um, thing.
3: Because a US agent like I when I was growing up he wasn't a bad guy <laughs> you know what I mean mm-hmm. so like it, it's like he's never been 100% a bad guy so I think that's kind of where he's going to live in the middle somewhere
2: <clears throat> I think it, I think it depends it depends on how much they gray it up because you just committed murder so yeah. it's like it's where like do you go from where do you go from there like do you do you ride that going forward because you look at you look at what Wolverine is as a um as you know, you'd call Wolverine an anti-hero. Yes. Uh, um, but Wolverine only kills bad guys.
3: Okay. That guy was a bad guy to him. That, it, the whole the whole flag smashes are bad guys
2: to him. Right. That's my point. To him though, but
3: Yeah, he, I get it. Yes.
4: <laughs>
2: so I'm like I, I'm curious on what that gray area will be. But to me, as long as he's part of the Thunderbolts, that's all I care about um that would be wasted talent um but yeah no this was this was a really 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 good episode um i, I enjoyed a lot of the the emotional cues in this mo- uh, in this episode
4: um, mm-hmm.
2: <clears throat> i even like the small subtlety of at the end after he just caved that guy's chest in with the shield you look closely his hands twitching like he's yeah. really going through it in the moment um, so I'm like, I, I really did enjoy this. And to the point you made in the comic books, when he becomes, uh, when he gets the super soldier serum, it's mm-hmm. him and they called them the Buckies. um, they were going around and they weren't bad guys. Like the idea of an actual U.S. Agent, I think came later.
3: Yeah. He was super Patriot or some bullshit. Right. Yeah.
2: <coughs> uh, and Lamar made up, like it was. Lamar and another guy and they were like the Bucky's. Like they made Lamar
3: was Bucky.
2: I thought it was a group called the Buckies. Um, yeah, he was Bucky. <laughs> so yeah. So and then
3: okay. eventually it became Battlestar.
2: Right. So yeah, they weren't they weren't Uh, the idea of the, the villain moniker wasn't wasn't ever there till, till much later. And then that's debatable whether you want to call him anti-hero or straight up bad guy as a US agent.
3: Yeah, um he was fighting with Cap, so that's when I was reading.
2: It. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, you, you make a really good point there. Um, I, I'm just really interested to see how this all plays out. You got two episodes left. We got a midseason finale trailer, um, which is technically this is a midseason finale, only two left. Yeah, really. um, so we got the trailer for that. It really kind of gave you what you've seen. The only really new thing was the three <laughs> of them standing together of uh, yeah. Going, you don't want to do this, and he's just like, no, kind of do, kind of sort of, yeah. And it's really interesting because he still has a shield at that point. Um, yeah, right.
3: You're like, when is this fucking shield gonna like not be with him?
2: <laughs> trailer. I think. I think in that in that little wherever they are in the trailer, mm-hmm. like the original trailer, you see yeah. with that that shield. Yes. So I believe this episode, this next episode coming up, is when Sam actually gets it back.
3: Uh, I look forward to that.
2: <clears throat> yeah, man. I mean, he has to have his moment. Um, and, you know, I'm very curious to see how he how he thrives in the moment of it. Um, you know, because it's something he didn't want, you know, and now he, he yeah. realizes he has to.
3: Yeah, a lot has changed. <laughs>
2: Absolutely. Um, and I love how everyone, every episode, since he gave it up, reminds him like, hey, you know, you gave up the shield, right? It's like... I, I know I, did. I didn't give it up <laughs> no,
3: he, he gave it up he didn't give it to him Is what he said yeah right I didn't give it to him I just
2: you know <laughs> Right and Bucky's just like semantics You gave it up and it ended up in his hand So yeah <laughs> right. Right.
4: Right.
2: Um, But no like like you said a really good episode um, I hope this episode is every uh, This next episode is everything they uh They're making it out to be
3: Yeah I'm all ready To see how it plays out for sure
2: because I very much do believe that this might be a, a going theme. Because this is something he's never allowed. What's uh, that? This much dialogue about show uh, about a project. Like, think about how much talking Paul Bettany did during Wandavision. Yeah. Now, uh, this this guy building up something like he never allowed directors to do. Like, directors weren't able to do that in the MCU. So I'm like, this might mm. be
3: Ooh, a more pattern. time.
2: Because I think this is the idea of there might be people that are like, I don't really have any interest in buying Disney Plus to see these shows. But when you build up the hype, it's like, all right, well, let me see. So I think this is a marketing ploy. Um, and we'll see, because if we hear anything like this in the Loki series, it's a thousand percent a marketing ploy that they'll be using for all of these shows going forward. Um, so, I mean, uh, we can move right into that. We got the what I believe is the final trailer for Loki. Um, Sorry, <clears> it <throat> <this throat> was a doozy. This was this was an episode, but I finally found out that the three faces I saw were are not the Living Tribunal. Well, it, the Living Tribunal is like they're all
3: connected, and shit.
2: Right, but I thought that was more so just like the um, you know, like just showing the <laughs> separate faces of it. But when you zoom up in this in this trailer uh remember the scene of the um the lady that's supposed to be like the one of the judges or something like that like uh in yeah, the comics yeah. she's connected to kang right when you look at the statue above her head looks a lot like kang um so i'm really curious of if these three time like these three time gods um they, they're called time something master. in the comics i can't remember what the exact name is
3: Well, time master
2: uh, ta- it might be Time Masters. I feel like it was a different name. Let's say Time Masters for the time being, because um, it, it probably is. Um, I wonder if through messing up time, was Kang one of the Time Masters that obviously went off the rails? Um, that'd be very interesting, because it would really lend uh, a credence to probably why she's no longer with him. Um, but the biggest thing <laughs> I wanted to bring up to you is, Joelle. Mm-hmm. When they're showing Loki's timeline that he screwed up, mm-hmm. there's a bunch of different branches. So yeah. I'm like, that's very interesting. I wonder if those branches are just symbolizing what he has to go fix, or if that's symbolizing what the current MCU looks like now and how it's broken off into different branches of time. Um, so I'm really curious to see how they play this out. Uh, it looks like female Loki is going to be the villain of this series. She is, uh, apparently it looks like we might get different Lokis and she might be the bad one of the bunch. And it seems Mm. like maybe that's why the, uh, the the Time Lords need his help is to stop Loki because who can stop Loki like Loki, right? Um, so, I mean, this show looks very interesting. Um, to me, I believe this is the first step into the multiverse. Is whatever this show does. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm really interested. I'm really interested, but the trailer didn't get me any more excited than I was, I don't know, a month or two ago when I saw the last trailer. Um, but it did confirm that I was wrong and it is not living tribunal. And that does. Well, right.
3: What, what okay. trailer was it? What do you mean? I'm looking for it. I don't see it. So.
2: Oh, the new trailer? Yeah. Oh, uh, go to. Um, Blah, blah blah blah. Uh, Loki page on Twitter.
3: Loki okay, page on Twitter.
2: Yeah, the Loki page on Twitter. Um, I think they have their own their own page for. Yeah, they definitely do. Yeah, they always do. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Just type in Loki, and it's the very first thing.
4: Mm, okay.
2: Yeah. Go ahead and watch it. And I'll just talk if you haven't seen it.
3: Says it was like four or five though.
2: Wait, hold on. Sure, yeah, wait, wait. Wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that is accurate. Oh, oh, oh. You thought I meant new, like it, it dropped, like in the past few days.
3: Well, uh, uh, no, I thought you meant like it was, yeah, brand new.
2: Oh, no, 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 no. I mean, it was the the, the latest trailer that the was released. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I meant new in terms of whoever's oh, like new compared to the fact that we did get one like two months ago.
3: Oh, yeah, well, um, shit. <laughs> new,
2: the new... one that
3: released recently, last week, I mean.
2: Right, right, right. <clears throat> Got it. Um, so you have seen that one?
3: Yes, I have seen that one. That's why I was like, wait, is a new one? <laughs>
4: um, <laughs> it snuck up on me.
2: And this trailer did confirm to everyone, <clears throat> for whatever reason, even though I will say the camera didn't really help at all for any of these trailers but that is not natasha
4: that is no no <laughs> Lady Loki.
3: yeah pretty much uh yeah i thought that too the first time i saw it like months ago i'm like I mean,
4: natasha? What the, the, baby,
2: the planet looks like vermeer and it looks like orange hair so it's like <laughs> if it's not natasha they went out of their way to make it look like it's <laughs> natasha so um
3: it's
4: very interesting
3: there's definitely a moment with this big head and eyes. I just don't, I don't know if it's in this trailer. I don't know. Maybe it was the last one. Uh, I remember that. I'm like, damn, who the fuck is that?
2: <laughs> Describe it a little bit. What do you remember about it?
3: Uh, it was a quick. Um, I just know it was, uh, you see, I forgot who was sitting there. Maybe it was her. And in the background, it was the big ass head and like bright eyes.
2: All right. Well, me and you are going to have to talk <clears throat> uh, Me and you are going to have to text uh, tomorrow. I'm going to go back and watch it and see if I can see it.
4: Uh, Got it. Rocks cart. That's funny. (laughs) um,
2: Yes, because we're we're obviously getting um, Thor, Love, and Thunder. Mm -hmm. uh, where That very much could come up again. So it's like that was also interesting. Um, I, I am still holding out hope, Joel. I know you're going to tell me to just lose the hope of it. But I am but. still holding out hope that we could maybe possibly get Enchantress. Um, I would love
4: that. Yeah.
2: You know how bad I've been wanting Enchantress. Yeah. We're running out of possibilities to get her. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I don't think they're just going to keep making Thor movies after this. So it's like, we don't get her here. I mean, I'd say, to me, what I'm holding out hope for, Joelle, is now that we know that um, uh, Jade Foster is becoming... Um, the new Thor, it's like, I find it very possible that if they made a movie or, uh, you know, made new movies based off of her Thor, that Enchantress could 100% be the villain of, of that movie. A thousand percent.
4: Uh,
2: I just hate that she can't have, um, what's his name? Ah, they used him in, in um, Thor 3.
3: Oh, uh, yeah, the the destroyer, or whatever. Um, yeah. no, no, uh, I forget his name. Damn it. Yes, I know you're talking
4: about, <laughs> that's
2: what I'm talking about. but yes, to anyone listening, uh, who Carl Urban played in Thor Ragnarok,
4: yeah, yeah, uh,
2: in the comic books, that is Enchantress's right hand man. Um, <sighs> she literally takes him everywhere she goes. Um, so that'll be a little disappointing. I will never get to see that, but that's that's what scared me. I remember telling you, Joel, when I saw that he was with. Hella, I was just like, oh my god, they're never gonna do Enchantress. Like <laughs> they legit took Enchantress and made it hella, and I was just like, oh. Uh, I'm looking
3: at I'm looking at the tra- the new trailer, uh uh-huh. And I st- I could see it. One of the, the the big head I was talking about. Yeah. I can't. I'm not now. I'm not 100 sure it is a head, <laughs> but it kind of still does in certain angles. I paused it at the right. Let me see where it's at. Two oh six. Two minutes six seconds.
4: 206? It looks
3: yeah, like it looks like there's two eyes looking at the lady, so some chick with blonde hair, and then and Loki. Um, I don't know if that's a thing, or maybe I'm just I don't know I don't know. It looked uh, more uh like a head in the other trailer. It's harder to see. It's like smaller frame, but yeah, you could kind of make it out.
2: <laughs> I heard a lot of people saying it looks like Kang's planet from the comics.
3: Um, I, don't, I don't even remember what that looks like. <laughs> it looks
2: like, I don't know. The way I'm looking at it, it kind of looks like two ships that are shining bright or like two things that are exploding maybe in the background.
3: That's what I mean. But they're so, how you say?
2: I mean, if it turns out it's eyes, I see exactly what you're talking about.
3: All right. So I'm not crazy. It's just... No.
2: So like if, if it comes <laughs> out, if it comes, if we're watching the show, and it turns out to be eyes. I wouldn't be like, oh my god, I didn't see that. I'd be like, no, Joel said that. Yeah, it
4: kind of looks. They
3: look like eyes. Yeah, and it, yeah. Looked, it looked more like eyes in the other trip, but still,
2: 100%. that's why I, when
3: I paused, I was like, oh, maybe it's not, <laughs> but I don't know.
2: I'm just saying, Joel, it's not crazy. If if they come out and say it's eyes, I, I'd be yeah, like, I'm not you know?
3: sure what the fuck. You said this
2: is. Before <laughs> this isn't. Your I did I'm saying this. You said this. Before. Yeah,
3: I said that last time too. I was yeah. like, what the hell is that? <laughs>
2: So it very likely could be, but it feels like that moment might be where he finally got through to Lady Loki, and it's kind of just like you—you got to stop this, <laughs> like
4: yeah, for real. <laughs>
2: you you got to quit. Um, I'm just really curious who's the who's the actual villain of this show. That's what I'm curious about because I'm just
3: that you know I'm I'm looking forward to a Loki show. <laughs> like, yeah, um, me and you
2: were very strong about we're we're kind of tired of Loki. Like it's it, it's okay to move on to someone else.
3: Yeah, I'm over it, but you know, I'm i in the, 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 everything I've seen has intrigued me. I'm very curious for the TVA. I'm curious about like you know how Kang fits if he fits at all. Um, like what other like like you said, like it branched off into like a whole bunch of different fucking <laughs> different realities. So it's like, what did he do, and like what other realities do we see? You know, because it looks like we're gonna see other realities.
2: Right, and it looks like remember that one scene where he's president Loki.
3: Yes, I love that scene. It, it, like, it I mean, looks
2: like if you zoom closely on, on that on that scene, yeah. It looks like that's not that's not our Loki. So like that's Loki going to another reality where mm-hmm. th- where he's where he's president. Right. So I think the Loki that we see in prison gear. And um, Owen Wilson's character, they go to, to take on that Loki. Like, they're trying to stop the different Lokis that are right. out there causing mayhem. And that's one of them. Um,
3: Interesting. That makes sense, though.
2: Yeah, right? So I'm like, that that's really cool. The idea of Loki. Like, they only hired him or, or asked for his help because they need Loki to stop Loki.
4: Right. Uh,
2: Maybe. So I'm really curious because I do believe if we compare it to Falcon and the Winter Soldier, right? Me and you both said from the beginning, we never thought that the Flag Smashers would be the actual villain villain. Right. Like the very last person they'd have to fight.
3: Yeah, by the way, you got through the first episode, you're like, I don't know if they're the villain
2: villains. (laughs) Right. So I look at this and I go, I don't think the Lokis are the villain villains. So I'm really curious who the actual villain is. Is at the end of this Loki series. And it very well could be uh Lady Loki is the the last person he has to fight. Very well could be. I'm I'm not theorizing here conspiracy theories. I'm just saying we did hear rumors that it might be uh that there might be a Kang that pops up here. Mm -hmm. Um so it's like say it again.
3: I think there were rumors, yes. Yes, there was
2: so it's like it could be Kang. Um, and to me it's like it would make a lot more sense for it to start here than for it to start in Ant-Man and the Wasp. Even though they they are messing with time over there in Ant-Man and the Wasp, so obviously. Yeah,
4: yeah we'll uh, see. How that. We
3: know that he's definitely going to be there. Though. That's that's not the surprise. Right. The surprise probably it will be if he's in Loki.
2: Right. Exactly. So I'm really excited for that. And luckily, Joel, we got Bad Batch to cover us for the month of May. That I was just right about to say. of June.
3: Okay, so I'm like, what the fuck am I gonna watch in May?
2: Yep, we got Bad Batch, leads us right into uh Loki in June, and then that leads us right into, oh, no. Oh, wait, wait. June, no, June <laughs> is the, no, no, no. Yeah, 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 sorry. I'm completely sorry. Yes, and that leads us right into uh Black Widow.
3: Nice, I can't wait.
2: Because I, I got completely mixed up. I'm like, wait, May, that's <laughs> Black Widow. I'm like, no, they moved it. Okay, it's confusing myself here. Um, Excuse me, but yeah, so I'm really excited for that. We've covered all that. Uh, I want to cover WrestleMania and NXT TakeOver.
4: Okay.
2: Loved NXT TakeOver. I took a lot of pride in seeing your guy fall to my guy in NXT. Oh, um, about time. You know, me and you both saw it coming. We, I was just shocked that they didn't use this moment to do um, Demon Finn Balor.
3: I think that's the point. I think that's what's gonna happen. I, I think you have to lose first, though, or else what's the
2: point? Oh, you think that's what's coming?
3: Yeah, yeah, I think it's oh, coming.
2: Okay, okay.
3: All yeah, right. yeah I think that's why he lost. You know, you have to give him. He's so far he really hasn't had a loss. So like this one was his first like legit loss. So, um, in a while, <laughs> I'm not saying he's never lost. Right. Um, so th- it makes sense because he's such a formidable foe that you know he would it would lead him to possibly. Bringing back the demon, and we haven't seen it in years, you know,
2: right? Exactly. Okay, I'm with you. I just thought because this this felt like NXT <coughs> WrestleMania that that would have been a WrestleMania moment that if he came out like, but I get you, I, I get your 100%. Yeah. I, get what you're saying. Um, I am shocked though that I uh Monday Night Raw did not bring up someone from NXT. Um, and I only say that because the biggest names in it in NXT are starting to become recycled like there's not there's not many other people Tommaso Ciampa can fight it's why he had to go over overseas Mm -hmm. to fight Walter so it's like if you keep him in NXT you got to either bring someone from Raw or Smackdown to NXT so it's a fresh face because he's running out of people to fight I mean I can't think of anyone on that roster with a big name that Tommaso Ciampa has not fought before
3: yeah, no, he's got to either move up or you got to find some new, new, new rivalries because you know, I mean, he's, he's, you know, look, at least they switched it up with with Johnny, and he's remained entertaining.
4: Right, <laughs> uh, right,
2: right.
3: But Ciampa, they need to switch it up, and I like, I like him. I just, I just need, I need to move. And that's why.
2: Know. That's why I thought it was smarter when it was like, oh, Ciampa and and Thatcher are tag team partners. I'm like, okay, that's different. That that's. Yeah. It was. But yeah, that like, kind of seemed like they went away from it. I'm like, well, here we go. <laughs> here uh-huh. we go. Um, But, yeah, so what did you think of uh, Ciampa versus Walter? I- I'll tell you this, man. I don't know because I could never dream of it. I don't know what Ciampa benches, but yeah. at this point, I mean, should we consider weird. him a superhero? Like, I don't uh-huh. think I can lift Walter. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Walter is... How do I explain this? Uh, Walter is a big guy, obviously. Huge. right? But he's not as big as you think. He's big. I mean, he's heavy is what he is. Right. But not as tall as you might expect. He actually is. Let me see how tall he actually is. Um,
2: I'll tell you what, Joel. Me being at a mere 5'4", everything is tall. <laughs>
3: <No>. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he's well, 6'4". You see what I mean? Okay. He's he looks taller than he actually is. Uh and six four is tall. But like for a guy that looks like he's seven foot tall, because <laughs> that's the way he stands. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and the fact that he fights like and now six four, you can still fight like a big guy. Yeah. But like when we say big guy, we're talking like near like six ten, six eight, you know, something like that. This guy is six four. Yeah. I mean, he's like let's see, like who's six four? Like the rock is six five, imagine. <laughs> Yeah, crazy, right? Yeah, he's like tall Rock's taller than him, and but you can't. You look at it, you don't think that, no. right? You look at Walter, you're like, nah, he's taller than fucking The Rock. No, he's not.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, to your point, he just looks heavy.
3: Yeah, that's what it is. He's yeah, he he's definitely heavy. thick. Uh,
2: that's that's for damn sure. He's thick. Um, but no, overall, what did you think of the first two nights? I did also want to point out uh, uh, Gonzalez winning the title to me was yeah. the biggest moment of of the entire weekend. Um because again, representation. It's the one part of representation we have not been getting. Um Sasha Banks to a degree. I think some people forget that she is both, I believe, Hispanic and black, I think.
4: Um I can look I think, it up. Cool.
2: I think she is, yeah. Cause I think she is because everyone keeps everyone kept promoting it like two black uh, females going up against each other. I'm like, I don't yeah. think she's 100% black. I think
3: she's... She's, def- she's not 100% black, but she is she is black.
2: <laughs> no, right, right. No, she is, for sure. And I do believe if you have some black in you, you're full black. But I do think she is, okay. she is, <laughs> she is Hispanic. Um, and I, I, I'm only bringing that up because I think it is important that we do establish, if some people do have Hispanic roots, that they are being... Uh, you know, um acknowledged.
3: Right, exactly.
2: Because her, uh, her actual name is something really weird. M-
3: Mercedes. Her name is Mercedes Justine Castor you no know, Castner Vernado Renata. But I think that's because she's married. She's married to I think she's married to a Spanish guy. That's what it is. Oh I, really? think, she's, oh. I think she's half black, half white. Oh really? I think I'm still. I haven't gotten confirmation.
2: <laughs> no. What did you say her last name was? Vernado.
3: Yes, but it was like
2: yeah. Cast. Her mom's Ad- name is Judith Vernado. Oh, okay, so. Holy shit, Joelle! She's so only, I- she's only a year older than me.
3: <laughs> yeah. Oh
2: That's- my god!
3: What have you done with your life?
2: I've <laughs> done nothing with my life, Joelle. Oh my god. I'm thinking, oh, Sasha Banks is like thirty-three,
3: thirty-four. She's nope. Af- African American and German descent.
2: Okay, never would have. Bernardo, where is that from, though? I don't know. Is
4: Because when you I see Bernardo, you
2: immediately want to try to say it in like a Spanish accent, but it's like, no, it's not Spanish. Apparently, well,
3: I guess. Apparently, yeah. Okay, All and right. it's like a hyphenated move too.
2: Yeah. Okay. All right. Interesting. Um, well, the first part is like you said, her husband. But the Vernado is is a family is, is the family name that she kept.
3: So he's a castner. Whatever the fuck right. that
2: is. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. None of that's that, that important, but that is weird. Um, but no, huge shouts out to Gonzalez. But your thoughts on the NXT uh, uh two nights. It was good.
3: They were both good. I enjoyed it, I had fun with all I didn't really I mean, not gonna lie, I fell asleep through some of it. So I don't remember all the matches. <laughs> uh, and I can't remember which ones took place when, but they the ones I did see were really good, uh, and I, I thought I like like I saw the second match with um what the hell's his name the big guy from like Australia
2: um, oh Bronson Reed Bronson Reed yes
3: I saw his second I saw I didn't see really all of the match where he won it I saw the second one where he he wrestled uh, Johnny so yes. the whole that whole one which was good it was a good match. Um, He's good. He's good. I, that guy's gonna be good. I like that guy.
4: Um, I just hope they
2: don't make, I just hope they don't do what they did with, uh, uh, was that dude whose theme song was Somebody Call Your Mama?
3: Oh my God. Yeah. Him.
2: Yeah. Funkosaurus. Like <laughs> like like. Yeah. He was like Bronson Reed before Bronson Reed. My mama. Yeah. That was completely that, wasted him. That used to be the Cats Interest music. Yep, but luckily that's how we got Naomi, so you know that good thing how,
3: that's true. The Funkasaurus,
2: Funkasaurus. Oh, Vince, this is just so disrespectful to good talent. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing I will say is this is the first time in years I thought Raw and SmackDown put on a better pay per view than NXT. Uh,
3: really, yeah, yeah,
2: I, yeah I, I thought at
3: least night one was better than a little bit than night two of WrestleMania. Uh, Yes, yeah, so WrestleMania. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Raw Night Two was really good too, but I, I thought like, uh, I, I don't know. But, like we were talking about the fucking Defiant the thing that it bothered me. Like it was good, but then it-, it didn't. I didn't like the way it ended. I don't, fuck- I don't know what the fuck was going on there. Uh,
2: yeah, I watched uh, Raw tonight, Joel, and I-, I I I had it paused, so I'm gonna go back and watch because um, it was Firefly Fun Night, so uh, Bray Wyatt was back for the Firefly. But Alexa mm-hmm. Bliss had her firefly moment by herself where she really? had like, this really creepy doll.
4: Nice. Uh,
2: that she was kind of so pretty much what Alexa Bliss was saying Joel was because this is what you were you were looking for. She was saying that she realized that she didn't need the monster she was the monster of, of her own. Oh. Uh, so it was kind of it was kind of like her, her coming out moment of like I don't really need you you more so needed me. Right. But I didn't get a chance because we started we started airing. I didn't get a chance to see what uh Wyatt's response was. Okay. So that's what I missed. But she was saying how there's a new monster on the horizon and you've seen nothing yet. So
3: did anybody debut it?
2: No. Uh Charlotte came back.
3: Charlotte came back. I saw that. Mm-hmm.
2: That was it? <laughs> that, was... <laughs> that was it. This was the most and I kept saying it, they were treating tonight like a recap episode. That's like just like just a recap of what happened the night before. Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't like I don't know. It didn't feel like the night after WrestleMania, which is right. weird. You know? Right. Yeah. Um and like I said, there was no there was no big person to to come from NXT like I was expecting. There was no someone from a different uh wrestling company to come over. None of that. Wow. So I'm just watching this, and I was kind of just like, this is a waste of my time. <laughs>
3: like, Glad I didn't watch it. <laughs>
2: yeah, no, I mean, you should be. I mean, you could easily, uh, on YouTube afterwards, just check out the highlights and go, yeah, no, I didn't need to spend three hours on this.
4: <laughs> um,
2: but I will say that um, I was shocked, and I mean deeply shocked, that Roman Reigns retained the title. Did not come really? coming. I thought Edge was going to win. I thought that was really? the whole point.
3: I don't know what the whole point was. <laughs> just now,
2: no, no, no. I mean, I thought that was the whole point of him winning the Royal Rumble was to go on to win the championship, right? Um, so when he didn't, I was just kind of like, I don't understand <sighs> it. <laughs> it, it. I mean, to me, I will always say this: I get it. You got to somehow not make wrestling super predictable, even though it's always predictable. But to me, it's like you had the dude or the the lady win the Royal Rumble. You build them up, and then they lose. To me, that's like the biggest waste of time. What was the whole point of that? Yeah. (laughs) Like when Asuka did it, when Shinsuke Nakamura did it, now Edge doing it. It's
3: really dependent on how you do it with who. Because obviously you can't have them always win it, because then that's just not realistic either.
2: Fair. No, fair. And that's why I say I I, I get it. I, I really do. But it's when you like they really built this edge thing up, like spear versus spear, and then yeah. the Daniel I mean, Bryan being at it, and it was just like, I don't understand what was what was it supposed to be. So in my mind, apparently their their new uh, pay per view is being called WrestleMania Backlash.
3: Okay, so and they're just calling calling it. They're adding WrestleMania to it, but it's Backlash. <laughs> it's
2: backlash, exactly. <laughs> Uh, so I'm thinking maybe we get the one-on-one of Edge versus Roman, and that's where maybe Roman loses it. Uh, <laughs> but to me, I like I'm so uninterested. Like I really like what Roman Reigns is doing as a heel. So if, if we can get that for like the next decade, I'd be completely fine with.
3: That. I'd love him to get a new song to go with that.
2: Really, you don't like you don't like the, the one he has?
3: No, it's it's fucking part of the Shield. That shit's dead, bro. Like, give him something new
2: yeah i don't even know i don't know like at this point roman reigns coming out to that is like if john cena changes it's like it's so yeah ingrained.
3: go back to his old one i hate that new one i never like that new one
2: i mean i to be honest <laughs> i was never a fan of any of john cena's theme songs but it was the idea of it it, it was like well it's not going <laughs> anywhere so i just kind of was like oh well okay um i don't I mean, know you
3: get used to it but it's you know true. i think roman should get a new song like you look fucking even seth got a new song i'm proud of him god damn it <laughs> he he got a new song only to bring back the old song <laughs> no he got a new song it was definitely not the same song yesterday it still started with burn it down but it was not the same song
2: oh i had it on mute because i was watching well, that's mute. your oh. Fault. oh no i'm <laughs> saying i i didn't know I, I didn't know i had it on mute i was watching yeah it the, the next on. The i thing. was listening i'm like okay
3: all right this is different <laughs>
2: so it wasn't it wasn't the
3: um it was a different version of it if it was because it's definitely diff- that sounded different to me
2: okay <laughs> then i'll make sure i go back and, and see what it was so i can hear the the song um but yeah i don't, think, I, I don't know it all depends on um I guess maybe what that new thing even even sounds like. I thought once he became the tribal chief, it would be something tribal, and then it was just like, no. Just give
3: me something. <laughs> I just think I think that's like played out, and it, that was part of his team's theme. Just switch it up, you know. Be more individual, you
4: know.
2: There, um, but yeah, I, I did enjoy it. Bianca Belair. That that was a very amazing moment. That was a good um, match. I loved it. And she finally, in Raw and SmackDown, did the one thing she's never done since NXT. use their hair.
3: Yeah, she fucking whipped the shit out of her. NXT. Yeah, they I I probably have a... <laughs> she could probably only use it on a limited basis because that shit fucking probably hurts.
2: No, 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 for sure. But I, I was just saying the fact that she's not used it since being... Uh, being called up. I was just like, oh, maybe Vince would <clears throat> have like not put <throat> it anymore.
4: Right.
2: Um, so I loved it. And you always say this, Joel. You always say certain things should be used in pivotal moments. And mm-hmm. in her first WrestleMania main event moment, that's when you break out all the stops. You use mm-hmm. everything you legally can. Um So I kind of got the feeling when Sasha kept pulling on it, pulling on it. I'm like, yeah, Get the hell out of her with this damn hair <laughs> like, it, 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 it's coming um, so that was a really great moment like I honestly left this week saying the three women's matches were easily my favorite matches Rhea Ripley my girl Bianca mm-hmm. Belair winning and then uh, uh, Gonzalez winning that was my favorite Gonzalez winning
4: mm-hmm. um,
2: because I'm just like yes it, it's it's a new era it's a new time yeah. It, it, I reminded myself, Io Shirai had had that for over a, almost over a year.
3: Yeah, she's had it for a hot minute.
2: Yeah, so I was just like, it was time. It, it, it was time. Nothing against her whatsoever. Um, I hope they don't call her up and automatically make her Asuka's new tag team partner. Like, Eo Shirai oh, yeah. is really good in a ring. Uh, she sure is. She's so good in a ring. It doesn't even matter that she barely even uses a microphone. Like, no one even cares. It's just like, I, I'm no. only here to see her wrestle.
3: She's a crazy <laughs> gimmick. She's just fucking, just crazy.
2: <laughs> That's it. Yeah, I told you, she, the first time I saw the new EO Shirai, I was just like, man, this reminds me of, like, what Magpie would be if she was a wrestler. <laughs> like, she looks insane. Um, but, no, I, I'm, I'm super proud of what EO Shirai did. I don't think the NXT Women's Division would be what it is without EO Shirai. And um, what she did in her tenure, but it 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 was time. And, and you know, um, I'm I kind of felt that way about all the championships that that would change. Riddle had to get rid of that because you had yeah. to give Sheamus something to do.
3: Yeah, I'm it was like nice to see Sheamus thing. and fucking uh, Cesaro winning in WrestleMania exactly, as individuals.
2: You know? And nice. I loved seeing hollow Cruz win.
3: Yeah, so, I like that
2: new gimmick, the whole
3: Nigerian prince thing, and whatever the you
2: it caught me so off guard. The first thing I thought was racist. <laughs> because it was just like, where did this come from? Like, it was like when when Triple H asked Kofi Kingston one day, like, where did your make an accent go? Yeah. <laughs> and he was just like, huh? It was like, no, not. Huh? Where did it go? Like, to me, I don't think anybody like Nia Jax today, Joelle, she's she's stumbling and falling down. And it's just like you don't need a gimmick. Like she's she's super strong. Just let that be the gimmick. You don't have to have her falling down and tripping all the time. Like it's it's offensive to watch, honestly. It really is. So um, but I like whoever this dude is that's that's helping out. Um Apollo Crews. He has this, it looks like he has his like, kind of movesets as Umaga, and I was a huge Umaga guy. I love the Samoan spike. Um he was, uh, he was the guy that was at the
3: when they were doing those underground tournaments you know, I'm yes, sure.
2: I remember now yep you're absolutely right I remember that um, was
3: means um whatever
2: <laughs>
3: prize fighter
2: <laughs> I also like AJ Styles and Om- almost almost yeah.
3: almost or some shit. Almost. yeah hey, him he was good yeah I thought he did a good first first match
2: good I for like him having the belts um let me think bad bunny put on a show dude Perkin. He might be the best person since Mike Tyson.
3: Yeah, Mike Tyson didn't even wrestle. <laughs> no,
2: no, no. I just mean a celebrity, like a celebrity. Um, what's the word I'm trying to think appearance? of? Um, presence, like a celebrity oh, yeah. presence that you just he's, felt. he's
3: definitely probably been the best celebrity wrestler like I've <laughs> ever seen. And back. that's that's you know, and that's you know, counting Stephen Amell. You know, yeah, and he did yeah. a good job. And but Bad Bunny killed it, yo. Mm-hmm.
2: And what I, the thing I love most about Bad Bunny was he was doing moves that you wouldn't, like, I'm sure his manager was just like, ah, ah, How long have you been training? That's insane. <laughs> yeah, he must have been training since the first moment we first <laughs> saw him appear on, on Raw. So from that moment all the way to now, he must have just been training like a madman. Like, he mm-hmm. was doing moves that I was just like. He's wildly yeah. athletic. <laughs> like,
4: <laughs> He's <motivated.
2: laughs> yeah, it was just like, wow, this is really good. Um, I don't think there were really anything else that really stood out. Um, if I'm missing anything, let me know, Joel.
3: That really stood out during WrestleMania. Not yeah. really.
4: Nah, I think that was it.
3: Yeah, and the girls' tag match. I like the not not the individual one. That tore the what they call the. Uh, paramoil Yeah, the one where like they kept the Fuck they call it when you like new of uh, the new team would come in and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Name of um,
2: it. yeah, I was really disappointed Lana lost. I was just like, oh man.
3: I was a little disappointed too, but you know, but I thought like there were good matches, you know what I mean?
2: No, I agree, I agree with you on that. Um, even the tag team title I, match I thought was really good. Uh snooker's daughter, she is she is something. if they get, like, use her right, she is something.
4: Yeah,
3: she lost weight. Uh she's showing her arms <laughs> yep. for a while. She would just wear a jacket and shit. I'm like, okay, she's, how do you not? I, I was hot looking at her. She would, the way she would dress.
2: I'm going to be honest with you. I was too, bro. And I'm like, you got like your body, like your body moisture has to be like at an all time high. Right? Yeah, like,
3: it's crazy. She would wear just all black and it's just like, Jesus. Yeah. Like, but yeah, now she definitely looked more comfortable. <laughs>
2: For sure. Um, Alright, moving out of wrestling We got some news, Joel That was a game changer for you Oh, yay And that news was A live Ouch. action Gundam movie Yeah By our boy Jordan Voight Roberts Who is also doing um, Snake Metal Gear yeah. Solid
3: Yes, he is And he's also doing Didn't he just get fucking
2: Thundercats? Was that not him too? No, no fucking way. They gave him all three of
3: those. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, who got it then? If,
2: if Jordan did get that, whoever his agent is, I need some of that. I need just just a little bit of that. Um, that's cornering the market. Are you serious? That's crazy. If he did, um, but obviously anyone who's unfamiliar with Jordan, he did Kong Skull Island and
3: no. a wind guard. That's who it was.
2: Okay, okay. You scared me for a second. I'm like, wait a minute. Hold on. <laughs> I'm like, if he got all three of those. um, I was about to say, that'd be like when Joel said, Tom Holland can't be Mega Man, Spider-Man, and, and Nathan Drake. <laughs> like,
4: <laughs>
2: let someone else breathe.
3: That's who it was.
2: But, um, no, this is huge, Joel. So, what, what are your thoughts, man? You're finally getting to see what you've been asking for come to life.
3: Well, I'm more of, obviously, a Gundam Wing, a G Gundam uh, fan. But, like, regular, uh, I'll, but I'm a, I'm a fucking narc when it comes to, like, all giant robots, like I told you in the past. So whatever they end up doing with Mobile Suit Gundam, I'm here for it because I love Gundams. I love, again, love giant robots, and I'm super excited for Jordan because he seems to obviously be a fan of that the material, and that's really important to me. That's why I'm happy for him to do Metal Gear, uh, so I'm really excited for him to do on Netflix of all places, a Mobile Suit Gundam. I, t-
2: I tell you what, Netflix. You thought, uh, what's his name? Uh, when he did The Irishman, you thought he was asking for a lot of money. Wait, yeah. you see what Jordan asked for,
3: he's gonna uh, do it. He's like, look, I wasted less money on this fucking robot than you guys did on fucking Robert De Niro's face.
2: Hundred <laughs> percent. Um, but no, how you feel about Gundam is how I feel about Mega Man, like. If they didn't if they did a Mega Man movie based off of the Mega Man that you did, I wouldn't yeah. have any objections to it. but I do prefer yeah. the one that um the one that I grew up on. Um so to me I, I feel I, I understand exactly where you're coming from. It's the idea of you're not going to reject it but uh it's not your favorite but I mean yeah no. I mean, it's the idea of robot so cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, robot.
4: So it'll work.
2: <laughs> you know, to me, it's like as long as they maybe build up to what what you're saying. They build up to the Gundam that they uh, they you're used to. Uh, the ones
3: were teams. That's why I like the like Gundam Wing. There was like five Gundams. The same thing with G Gundam. There like five Gundams.
4: Oh, I mobile, see what you're saying. Okay, it's,
3: it's uh, Mobile Suit is individual.
2: Right. Um. <laughs> now the last bit of news before we get out of here, Joel. The biggest news, and probably what I'll make our banner for this episode, is we just got the news today or yesterday rather that mm-hmm. our girl Lucy Lou is Ooh, what's today.
3: Well, yeah, I guess that's today. Yeah, based on time,
2: <laughs> right? Uh, there's on the time we're recording it, but uh, our girl Lucy Lou will be the third and final of the I guess sisters.
3: Yeah, I'm assuming. Yeah, she's going to be playing
2: She's uh, her she's the second sister, Helen Mirren yeah. is obviously the, the main sister Right, and
3: Hespera Hesperia or Hesperia right. or whatever the fuck and we, yeah, we still don't know who or well, the name of the, the youngest sister but we right. know who's playing
2: Right, um, so Lucy Liu being added to that group is great and um, Sandberg literally he is possibly one of the best directors at uh, social media the Lucy Liu picture from Kill Bill of her holding up Shazam's head might have been the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> um, he knows how to promo. That guy would probably be a great wrestling manager. He knows how to promo for sure. Um, But, Joel, how excited are you to see uh, another big name added to uh, this Shazam uh, Shazam 2 movie?
3: It's exciting, but also because I don't know who they fucking are, it makes it hard for me to like picture it in my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there like, like there's so many shazam villains i have no idea who these girls are so i guess their original takes uh maybe they're connected to something that's more accurate in the comics but i don't know this is very new so it's hard to get super excited but at the same time because of the casting and the actors attached it's also easy to get excited
2: right yeah to me i always tell you what i always work from is if i don't know it that's when i get the most excited um, because it's free of any kind of expectations or what I want the, the the designs to look like, or you know what I want them to stay true about the character. The less I know, the more I can just purely be ignorantly happy about. Um,
3: yeah, that's harder for me because like uh, I have then I have no emotion towards it like at all. <laughs> like, so, it's not exciting for me until I actually see it.
2: Yeah, that's what um, we were saying. That's what we were saying Friday about. Um, about this the Snake Eyes movie it's like because we are so we are so big on Snake Eyes there's nothing but so many expectations for the world of Snake Eyes that it's like now it's kind of like you're putting yourself in an like an un, an unmovable spot of the littlest thing would disappoint you so that's why I'm like I like that the MCU and even DC to a degree they're giving me characters that i haven't even heard of before so to me it's like well now i don't have any set expectations to where if these these three women come out and they do whatever they do and then i go read the comic i can then read the comic and go oh i see where they where they went away from why they did it that way um but as you see on a weekly basis um when i build myself up to something i get disappointed so I know. it's kind of like to not have the knowledge I'm learning is, is a really good tool for me. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's like I like not knowing. So it's like, I get you. Cause I, I do feel the same of, I don't have any emotional connection. Cause yeah, I, zero. I
4: don't know what's
2: going on, but I like, if I had to choose between no emotional connection and no expectations, I'd rather no emotion because I can gain emotion. But when you set expectations and they don't meet it, that's when you have this whole sour look on things.
3: Yeah, I can control that, though. That's, so for me, it's not as bad. So like, like, I like to be excited for shit. So like, even if, you know, it doesn't look exactly like I wanted it to, I know it's coming and I have an idea what it might look like. So it's even more exciting when they get it right. Right. But. You know, it's not always gonna be that way. And like with these girls, obviously I have no idea who they're playing and I have no idea what they're gonna look like, so I have no expectations. So it's really hard to get excited. Um, but you know, it is what it is. I'm excited for Shazam. Uh but you know, the villains is just now like eventually.
2: (laughs) Yeah, my biggest thing for Shazam is I don't want them to go any further with Shazam or Black Adam. Like I don't want a Shazam three. Without Black Adam, I don't want a Black Adam 2 without Shazam. Um, I personally think Black Adam 2 should be the plot of uh, Shazam and Superman versus Black Adam. Um, Just because it's like you need one thing DC has not pulled on, which is the strangest shit because it's like you should probably pull on it, is the fact of their big blockbuster feels you have huge names so you bring in henry cavill to take on the rock to take on um uh what's his name that's playing shazam that's huge that's a trillion dollars right there even if the movie's not great (laughs) it's just the idea of those of henry cavill and the rock together um so i'm like pull on that man but yeah i mean and and to, to end this out the uh Filming of Shazam has uh, not Shazam. I'm sorry. Filming of Black Adam has began, and yeah, to yes. me, that doesn't excite me till I see. It. I just want. I'm, to
4: I'm still very excited. This <laughs> because all of,
2: everything I see, I know, everything I know about it. I'm still very excited about. Right, right. No, no, no. I, I completely get you on that. But to me and you have said this for a while. They have that suit. <laughs> yeah. I want to see it. Give me that
4: suit. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I thought we get the
3: movie uh before. We'll definitely get the costume before the movie comes out.
4: Right, right, right.
2: So hopefully, uh, wherever they're filming, um, there's somebody with their phone out just to give yeah. me an idea. <laughs>
4: <That's> probably, <laughs> yeah. An
2: idea. And it's not even necessarily Black Adam. It's more so I want to see everybody else. <laughs> like,
4: is- I do
3: too, yeah. I'm very excited for everybody's costume. That's why I like the tease that fucking boss Logic had for all the characters. I was like, you Blast you. if it doesn't look like that, I'm gonna be disappointed now,
2: <laughs> right? Exactly. So now it's kind of just like, uh let's do, you do that. that? <laughs> um, but all right, Joel, this has been a great episode of Much to Do About Nothing. Um, everyone stay tuned. We have uh, Figure It Out tomorrow, and we haven't decided if we're doing sci fi or sci fi fantasy. No, um, so <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think we've actually made a full decision on that yet, but. <laughs> That's gonna be fun, nonetheless. So make sure you guys stay tuned for that. Joel, thank you very much. Uh, yeah, this was a very fun episode. Glad our Knicks got a win.
4: Yeah.
2: Um, because we needed that, man. I, oof, this episode would not have been good if they had lost.
4: <laughs> yeah, we're not been happy.
2: Yeah, no, not at all. Um, but thank you guys so much, and we will see you same time, same place next week. Till then, peace.
0: Peace.